0: boy podcast where we're champions of the common man i'm your host buster caballero thanks for tuning in we sit down with certified good old boys and discuss how they're doing life how they're getting by their tips their tricks and getting down to the how to live life right by good old boy standards so sit back relax fix your cocktail and let's get to the show all right everybody welcome back to the gold ball podcast today in the studio a new friend of mine a gentleman who i met during the time uh we were looking for a house for rent and uh my wife and his wife got together and we showed up and we started talking and turns out he was moving into my hood and uh, we have a few common commonalities
1: i forgot about that man yeah and then we ran into each other at uh, the casino
0: yeah a so yeah a real yeah. good time man yeah. uh so, Mr. A.J. Garcia, man, how you doing?
1: I'm doing well, sir. Thank Welcome. you for having me today. Um, it's my first podcast, I feel.
0: Is it? Yeah, I, feel I feel like a guy like man. you would be all into it. Or...
1: <clears throat> you know, a guy like me shouldn't be recorded all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's basically uh, how it boils down. I'm, I do really good in a duck blind, <laughs> right, or a, a, a bass oh. boat. Mm-hmm. But uh, the dreams that I may have in terms of uh, political endeavors Kind of keep me from recording myself most of the time, but these days you can say anything you want, I guess, and people are just looking for genuine, right?
0: I know that's yeah. that's what people are appreciating. They want to hear the the genuine stuff. They want to hear the true stuff, but they don't want the fluff and the and the yeah. BS that comes yeah. with it. So you you know, skip the politics, man. Just right. be you. You would probably get a better yeah, uh, get a better following. Uh, thanks for the whiskey, dude. I hope uh, you enjoyed.
1: I, I I was hit or miss today because I thought, man. You know, it's good old boys, red, white, and blue, and I'm bringing you a Japanese whiskey. But, um, and you know, a- part of being an American, I think, is taking as much as you can from other cultures and making it our own and really changing it up. And that's, well, what that's why I'm here, right? Fourth yeah. generation Texan. A guy from Iowa the other day called me a Mexican. I said, there's two ways you can be a Mexican, right? One, you have to be born there. Or two, have dual citizenship with it,
2: right?
0: Or you can work like one. <laughs> well, then I'm not that on three counts
2: then, right?
1: I said, man, we're fourth generation Texan. We sold tamales at the Alamo, man. The, the border moved on us, right? Mm-hmm. My family's always been in uh, South Texas. so
0: I was just in San Antonio, man. Yeah, It was a damn good time.
1: It normally is, man. If I can remember it, everybody says I have a great time out there, man. And and Riverwalk. And-
0: we went to the uh, rodeo. We went, oh, man, you probably have seen some of the pictures and the yeah. videos. Had a, we saw Gary P. Nunn. Oh he was gosh. playing George Strait covers. So it was like, holy hell. Right. This is like an experience to Best see right Best of both here. worlds. We right. had Gary P. Nunn, a yep. Texas country legend, now yeah. doing that. So, But, yeah, so you, you brought this so Yamakaze. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I hope they misspelled this and it wasn't supposed to be kamikaze.
1: Yeah, both of us are just going to fall over uh, here in a minute.
0: <laughs> that's how we get them. <laughs> one at time, <laughs> Single age, 12 years. This stuff's really good. Are, are you one of these guys that are into all kind of different whiskeys and stuff and bourbons? and
1: Buster, I'm one of those guys that's into everything. And when I hit something, man, I go full tilt. I mean, if you invited me to go play racquetball next week, I'd get everything I could for it. Because I'm not going to lose based on equipment. Right. <laughs> and then it's going to be on Craigslist for half off the next day. So I do the same thing with with whiskeys. I went through a boss hog, wild hog phase. Um, those are pretty good, man. Um, I drink, generally, I drink Crown XR mm-hmm. and I mix it. I know that's a, sometimes a blasphemy to folks, but you know yeah, what? It, do what you it, want. You know, man. Yeah. Worry enjoy about it. yourself. Right.
0: I get on that uh, Houston <clears throat> Bourbon Society sometimes yeah, me and too. just. Uh, Just look at it, and I'm like, oh, good Lord. Really? You're going to be judging that? I did a a video one time, and I I had the Blantons here, and I poured it with Coke, and I was like, (laughs) just to piss people off, see what happens. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I was going to bring something tonight that I normally mix, and I thought, golly, he's going to throw me out. Uh, So XR. I mean, people yeah. go, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're mixing it." Why not? You know, yeah, why well, not? I, like I enjoy it. it. We well, take Don Julio's shots. Yeah, 1942, and that's a year before Hitler made his decision. Man, that's some, that's some old tequila right
0: there. I know it is. There's a so supposedly there's a rumor now is Don Julio doing this? Either which way, the price is going to spike. Apparently, they said that, you might have heard this, the rumor that Don Julio 42, this is like the last production run of it. I did hear and that. The, and then uh, they're going to be done with it. So, you know, I went down to Total Wine. I picked up a bottle for 90 bucks. Nice. Uh, I bought. My, That's a smoking deal. I bought another bottle for 90 bucks. Uh, I gave one to my buddy Patrick for a Christmas present, and I just had it, and I haven't opened it yet, but, man, you brought this stuff over, so I'm like, hell yeah, I'm Absolutely. Gonna, let's pull the good stuff out. That's what it's there for. Right, right. Uh,
1: You know, people say life is short. It really isn't. I mean, in in terms of age here, living to 70-something years old is pretty phenomenal on this planet. And uh, even though it's not necessarily uh, the shortest amount of time or the longest, but I enjoy every single day. I mean, somebody said, hey, man, what would you do if you won the lottery? The same thing I'm doing right now, man. You don't need money to have a great time. It helps. Mm, but man, I don't have any regrets. I don't live with remorse. If I made a decision – how can it be wrong, man? I made it, no. right? if somebody else doesn't like it, I really don't care, man.
0: I bet you have a lot more fun than other people.
1: Buster, I do, and and I had to learn a long time ago to just not care about what anyone said. And and somebody told me uh, years ago when our company was starting to really pick up and do well and there was folks talking bad about us and this and that, and he said, you know, nobody that's doing better than you will ever talk bad about you. Said, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great point, right? So a lot of it is jealousy and... Uh, some of that, that school side mentality, but I don't care, man. I'm, I've heard it all as a Hispanic guy in Deer Park, right? One of a hundred um, living down here and uh, married to a, a beautiful girl that's you know, completely white, 100%. And all my kids are blonde hair, blue-eyed, green-eyed, and uh, my last name's Garcia. I mean, we've heard everything. <laughs> the, I just went duck hunting and... Uh, <clears throat> I, I talk in terms of money all the time because I'm a CFO. I, mm-hmm. I handle the money side. I've worked at banks, uh, and I do it for my current business now. That, you were that you're a banker? I was. I was a, a branch manager for Washington Mutual Bank before they went under. Dude, I'll – my dad was a banker.
0: I grew up in banks. Really? I was a, uh, I was a teller in college. I yeah. became a, a commercial lender. Yeah. And I quit and I went uh run a labor crew for yeah, my dad. Man. So that's that's another thing we've gotten in common. Absolutely. Y- you and I might have, I don't know, maybe we take 23 and me, we're like second cousins or first. You or never something.
1: know, man. Could I just <laughs> did mine.
0: Yeah. Oh, you, you it just was, did? It?
1: Uh, yeah, I did it, uh, I guess about a year ago. Okay. Have you done it yet or no? Yeah, I did it. You know, what shocked a, me was... Go ahead. I'm black and Jewish. I, man, I didn't want to say anything when I walked in, but that's you, Were thing. you? That I, was the I, I, I checked for. <laughs> absolutely. I've got some black, Jewish, French, um, 36% from South America and like 60% uh, Spanish. Yeah. So Spanish, European. But what shocked me is the emails that would come to me saying, hey, once you get these results... It can really change your identity because you might think that you're something and you're something completely different. And it
0: gotten a lot tighter with money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's good, man. That's good. Yeah. We might be connected there, Buster. We, uh, uh, from the banking side, people think that speaking about money is this thing, but I I do it all the time. Right. So at this, uh, duck hunt that I went on recently, I have a, a King Ranch truck. Right, Where were you at? A Ford. I was in El Campo. Okay. And um, the Double G Ranch down there, Ross and Peggy Glaze, uh, their ranch has been featured in the uh, Texas Monthly Magazine. Really nice five-star place. Some of the best food. And And what I love about it is it is really great as a business owner if you're going to entertain folks because it's one huge main lodge area and then a single hallway – With five rooms on each side that have Mm -hmm. four bunk beds and a bathroom, right? So if you're not going to be laying down in that little room, you're you're going to be out with everybody. Right, right. We used to do big dove hunts in Uvalde and Concan and we'd rent a couple of different houses and you'd call a a group of clients at another house and say, hey, you know, we're cooking or whatever. Oh, we're just going to hang out in the pool. Yeah. Well, son of a gun, man, there goes my money. So now we put our employees at a separate house because we can direct them, right? You're going to be here at eight o'clock. Anyway, so I have this King Ranch truck and, and it's a pretty truck. And I two fifty? Yeah, F two fifty King Ranch. Um, and I'm not a, a huge fan of really fancy trucks and things like that. Right? It's yeah. a truck. But I tell people, yeah, for tax purposes and whatever else, you gotta you gotta start spending some money on certain things if you're yeah. making some money. If you're being financially successful, <clears throat> the two
0: things you do, you give it away. Yeah. And then you,
1: spend you have to spend it. Absolutely. Or else Uncle Sam gets it, and then he gets to decide where it goes, and I'm not a huge fan of that either. No. So, now listen, I'm not going to say I'd trade it in tomorrow, because I've really uh, grown... What uh, what year is yours? uh, 17.
0: I've got a 14 F-150, and I love it. Yeah. I I love this truck, man. Yeah,
1: full sunroof. I mean, all the way back, seat massagers, bananas.
0: They made them too damn nice. They are.
1: They really are. Um, But... I don't care how nice it is. I need a truck, right? Mm -hmm. So not only do people get, um, I don't know, jealous of the vehicle, but then when they see me treat it like a normal truck, all of a sudden I'm even fancier. And that blows my mind, man. You've
0: got scratches in your your saddle
1: ranch? Right. If I I get in the truck with... duck boots and mud and, and shorts or whatever, and it's raining. I'm getting in the truck. truck. I can't Sorry. believe you do that. What else am I going to do? Stand outside of a of a nice truck? It doesn't matter how nice it is. It's still a truck, truck. at the end of the day. And so it, it kind of blew my mind that somebody was making fun of me because I treated a really nice vehicle like a mm-hmm. vehicle. I mean, its job is to haul things for me and to get me from A to B. That's it. Everything else is just a nice to have, right? So, um, that side of it was kind of eye opening too, for me, just, uh, trying to realize why people get jealous or angry. Was it it an older guy
0: or a younger guy?
1: It was a younger guy, you know, the kind of guy that that's busting his ass, working hard and you know, they're Mm -hmm. not necessarily making a ton of money. And I've kind of seen that with the, the duck hunting game. And I don't mean to offend people, but if you really want to duck hunt in Texas and you love it, unless you've got a ton of money. You got to be a guide. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only way you're going to be able to enjoy your passion right now because of how expensive it's gotten. You know.
0: Well, I, I want to get on my podcast. My buddy uh, Jonathan Diller. Okay. Uh, he goes hunting all the time, and he is a big. He does duck, and he's a big proponent of public land. Yeah, I've only been duck hunting like once in my life. Mm. I was a big deer hunter and a fisherman, but I was never a duck hunter. And he's a big proponent of public land. And he told me he's like dude, no, just meet me here at three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, where's this at? Two hours away. Yeah, dude, you, you're mad at those ducks. Right.
1: But yeah, you, and I've done that too. Back in the day when it was find a spot, you got a hundred pound bag of decoys. You got a Remington 870 over your head. You're, you're rolling your heels and sloshing through mud. It's pitch black. You don't know what's going on. You're throwing out decoys and you're lucky to grab some birds. Right. And today it's, 250 bucks 150 for lodging you wake up at 6 a.m they get you straight to the blind with a, a ranger mm-hmm. the decoys are thrown out the guide's there he's got his dog he's got his calls he the birds the are switch coming. absolutely the mojos are running man but that's I've, a that's a business absolutely a four foot wide blind they're making breakfast we're drinking we're mm-hmm. having a great time yeah. that's Taj Mahal duck hunting right and yeah. it's, it's not like that my wife said hey I want to go duck hunting with you I said all right man I'm in my mind, I thought I'm going to take her out to like Oklahoma, negative five degrees. Just <laughs> now. I'm going to show her every side of it, and um, she loved it. So she That's goes awesome. to El Campo. We do opening day every year together, me and a, a group of friends of mine. And um, Steve Biggers is the guy that runs the the duck hunting outfit. Ross and Peggy Glaze they have a um, a deer hunting um, set up, but during duck season they lease out their lodge to Steve. So Steve has 15 guides or so, and I apologize if I'm getting that number wrong, but he has a bunch of guides that work for him. They stay in a guide shack. Um, he trains dogs. He's got Mojo Outdoors that comes out. Mm-hmm. Quack Rack comes out. Um, they've been on television many, many times, but he's got the ducks. He's got the land. He's got a huge lease. And he's it cultivated money. it, though. Absolutely. It's a job year-round for yeah. these folks. Yeah.
0: How often does that guy hunt?
1: <laughs> Rarely. Yeah. Right? It's, the, it's like having a lake house. Yeah, We haven't bass fished Rayburn in months, right? Because we're yeah. always going up there and working.
0: Yeah. Mm. that's. It comes to a certain point. If there's something you enjoy doing and you turn it into like this thing, you don't do it anymore. Right. Uh, my dad had like 150 acres. He had 15 stands out there. And this is in Natchez, Mississippi. This is hard hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he built stands. He got feeders. He was filling them, doing all the stuff. People were coming and hunting. My dad didn't hunt that much. He went out like three times, I think. Wow. The, Four years he was there. And then he lost his lease, and he had to get somewhere else. And so he started calling some people, and he's like, Hey, can, would y'all mind coming and help me and everything? And it was kind of like... Right. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I can't make it. Can't right. make it. So fucker, you took five deers off this place. And, and nothing, you, back. No, nothing back. Nothing back. So he got on his new place, and he's like, Nope, no more hunting. I was like, what about me? He <clears throat> says, I know a guy down the road. <laughs> so, but that that's... Yeah, the guy hunting industry has changed a lot. It has. Oh, uh, uh, someone just told me a story where like they went hunting, and oh God, I'm trying to remember. It might have been for sandhill crane, mm. and they were hunting, and they didn't get a single bird. And at the end, they paid everything, and the guide was like, "Oh, so I guess there's no tip for me then, in it."
1: Damn.
0: And it's like, dude, what what. And this was apparently some young kid. Sure, there's a lot of young kids getting into this game because they see it's a uh, it's easy. cool, it's they, easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I start Instagram, start my pro staff, start this and that, and then boom, we're good, right? We're, you know, I, I should be known. I, I killed ducks out, right? Now, nah, dude.
1: You know, on the flip side, Buster, if you're trying to utilize Mother Nature to turn a profit, she is a mean son of a gun sometimes, mm-hmm. and. If you're not on the X, you're not going to get birds.
2: No.
1: Now, if the guide knows that the birds aren't coming here and they're not around, it's on him. But he's also yeah. got a business to run, too, right? Yeah. So you got guys coming from out of town or whatever it may be.
0: Give, give, give him a discount on his next row. On exactly.
1: Hey, guys, if you want to come back around, yada, yada, yada. So what I've learned here recently, we just did a big goose hunt um, near El Campo also. And uh, the guide was really kind of anal. About our actions out there. I mean, we didn't get any kind of email about what kind of property, land. Mm-hmm. Lay, I thought we'd be in a layout blind, dry field, whatever it may be. We end up being in four inches of water. And um, yeah, I get it. I have your waiters with you. I didn't bring my waiters. Oh, but no problem. I'll yeah. lay down and look, I've been cold before. It's not yeah. going to hurt me. But the guy's like, God dang it. It's called waterfowl. Why wouldn't you bring something for water? I said, I'm not bitching about it, sir. I will lay down right here. No problem. You let me know what you need me to do. A buddy of mine accidentally, uh, uh, the guide's dog was real close to his feet. and My, my buddy's shooting, and he's laying all you know, flat back. Yeah. And so that gun starts pushing you back into the ground a little bit, and his leg comes up and hits the dog. And the guy jumps up. Would you ever kick my dog again? Blah, 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 blah. And he doesn't know it's from Adam. And I got a friend of mine right next to me that's hunting. But he could have been a client right? Mm -hmm. And uh, my friend's there and we're chit-chatting a little bit. He goes, hey, y'all hush up, man. Hush up. I said, listen, sir, I gotta tell you right now, right quick. We're here for the opportunity to kill geese. I'm not here to pay you by the goose. You're getting a check no matter what. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna enjoy ourselves. There's a difference between somebody that's a really great hunter and somebody that's a really great guide. Yeah, And I pay for the opportunity to hunt them. And if, if you have a relationship with the guide, they'll be straight with you. Look, we've had some birds, we haven't had some birds. It might be hit or miss. Yeah. I don't care. They're, it's two days in El Campo drinking, out here. pitching washers, smoking cigars, telling stories. Yeah, we it, don't care about the ducks, man.
0: You're paying for the experience, <laughs>
1: absolutely. Because I, I don't know.
0: I don't know too many guys that I know who have been on a hunt somewhere. And uh, how'd you do, man? I didn't get much. Had a good time. Had a blast. Right. Great. Right. I mean, that's that's part of it. And I guess I don't know. It's. His personality wise it's one of these I things agree. if you don't know about the guy then you, you he may be cool he may not be there right. there needs to be a better rating system I guess for this absolutely but, I don't know
1: no I you do, do it. know it, it's a you do know it we went to uh, we we went a different state every year um
0: where are you going to uh, this year
1: uh, we already did Kansas in December, and so at the end of this year we have eight nine months to kind of figure out where we want to go follow the migration patterns we've done Have you uh, done Utah? Nope. Done Oklahoma, Kansas, Louisiana, Texas, Arkansas a couple of times, Kansas more than once. Um, But our third day in Kansas, there wasn't a bird that came in. And that was one of the best hunts I've ever been on in my Mm -hmm. life, man. Just five hours of shooting the shit and having a good time, just laughing. Great. And then you come back and... You hunt in a layout blind, five feet from one another. You can't hear each other. Yeah. You can't sit up and have a drink. You can't. You really can't interact. But we smash the birds.
0: Yeah. Doesn't matter to
1: me, right? It's not what I'm there for.
0: Yeah. How long were you laying in the field?
1: In uh, this wet goose hunt, yeah. we called it at ten o'clock. We got out there at five and put out about two thousand mm. uh, flags.
0: Did the uh, did, did the guide ever say anything else or?
1: So it turns out that his uh, assistant or his buddy ended up recognizing me at the end of the hunt because we were spread out maybe 80 yards. Uh-huh. So he comes back around and he goes, oh, man, that's AJ with uh, Dana Industrial Group. Man, he hunts big time with Steve Biggers and here and there, and they'll bring out 10, 20 people, do all kinds of stuff. All of a sudden, the guide comes back. He's got his business card. Hey, man, uh, if you ever got anybody that wants to come out, I'm like, yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. I'm, I get that, but. He's already showing what he does. Absolutely. He's living for Instagram and for the next guy and for himself. And that's yeah. fine. But I'm not paying to do that again. Nah, no, I'm right. paying to have a good time. Yeah, right. and, I, and I also don't mind um, paying for the things that I don't want to do. And you can call me lazy all day, but look if if there's a fee for you to put everything out and do everything there is, other than pull the trigger, I'll Go pay for it. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, there's a there's certain times when it's like it, it's so right to do that because if you got customers and you've got people with and you've got family and friends and it's an extra 100 150 bucks all day. Go ahead. Absolutely. You'll spend more
1: at Papacito's, right? I mean, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> I did the other night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. You know, we've got four babies, um, eight, six, four, and two, and we've been very crafty with how we uh, order food these days, right?
0: What's your what's – My wife and I were just talking about this. What's your uh, go-to, like, because we got three. Yeah. How how do y'all get crafty with the food, man?
1: So if there's a McDonald's breakfast opportunity, for instance, I got one kid that likes bacon, one that likes sausage, right? So I'll get the McGriddle. No egg, no cheese. Bacon add sausage. Okay. Mm. So now one gets half a mini pancake with bacon. One gets half a mini pancake with sausage. We split the hash brown down the middle, right under the guise of carbohydrates are evil. <laughs> and uh, and we, so basically, I'm buying two meals, feeding four kids, man. That's the way it works. That and adult platters, right? We go to Mr. Sombrero or uh, oh, I other love locations, some, and I I'll love sombrero. I'd rather get an adult quesadilla, extra it's, beans and rice. Yeah, you know the yeah. game, right? Split it with them. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of our, our go to move. We do a lot of cooking at home. My wife's from Sacramento, California. And that was a a, a blessing for me. As much as I dislike the the political climate in California, when you go out there, people are really great. They're just overrun by the amount of folks in city centers. I mean, they're one of the best gun ranges I ever went to out there in California. The lakes, the people, the food, the wine. So I grew up in Deer Park, and I'd date a Mexican girl, and their family would be like, well, he doesn't really speak a lot of Spanish, and he doesn't eat goat. All right, no, I'm out. They did a white girl it, and it's yeah, he's cool, man, but watch the silverware, you know? Yeah. And so when I met my you're, wife.
0: You're not you're not Mexican enough and you're too white.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So when I met my wife, they really don't have that division there, right? Yeah. They're they're not necessarily they take uh, people
0: for who they are and their soul and spirit. Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> absolutely. And that's a good thing for me, right? I remember opening the car door for her and uh, it blew her mind. People didn't what? treat people that way, and she didn't see that That I was Hispanic, so it was good. So met her, and we have um, these four little babies, three girls, and then the boy. Oh, man. I got in an argument with my father when I was working with him, and uh, I took the day off, left at 1 o'clock. I went to Pinche's on 45 back in the day Mm -hmm. by the Honda dealership and drank with a buddy of mine, and then we went to Sherlock's Pub, and uh, we're drinking there, and in walks— this beautiful thing with uh, another girl and this girl used to work with me at Best Buy. I need a I terminated her as a matter of fact. So I just walked up to her and and knew her and then met my wife and we went back to her, her apartment on El Dorado, all four of us. Man, we were chicken fighting in the pool on a Monday night, you know, and drinking beer till two in the morning and just having a good old time. So I thought, man, how do I get this back? <clears throat> so I left like a pair of socks or something, <laughs> like a boot, you know, yeah. like, yeah, the, the two day call, like, Hey, uh, did I leave a boot there? Like, how do you not know <laughs> that? <you left?" laughs> yeah, She's like, Oh, I don't know. I'm really sick. I'm at my brother's house. I'm like, damn, I don't know how to take this, but I kept chasing and, uh, she was sick. I called her that next week and this back when I had a, like a Oh five Chevy 1500, mm-hmm. she got in and I said, yeah, it's my work truck. And we went out, um, Went to uh, big Texas, went to IHOP right oh, there, yeah. you know, um, had a good time, About the second date, uh, pick her up again. She goes, Oh, work truck again. I said, well, it's also my personal truck. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: didn't lie to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: But what's great is this was at a time where I was, um, starting another business. I mean, we barely had money, 500 bucks a week, you know, is what we were taking out of the company. And mm-hmm. Uh, man, she was eating beans and rice at the house and I'd go to some nice restaurant with a client and I'd eat half and take half back to the house and all that. So one of the great things is I know she's not blinded by any kind of success or financial Mm -hmm. gain or anything. That's kind of one of the the tough pieces for us now is who likes you for you. You know, you mentioned moving these days. I pay people to move. But if I asked folks to do it out of the kindness of their heart, there might be five yeah. or six that would do it, right? Mm-hmm. So at my, at my job, we have 91 employees right now. And if something comes to my desk, a lot of great, great people have looked at it, considered it, and they're going to bring me options and they're looking for an answer. Mm-hmm. And everybody's motivated by a paycheck too. But at the same time, I don't hear no all day, right? I mean I yeah. can tell everybody – what they need to be doing and how they need to do it. And I come home and a four year old says they don't want to take a bath. Right. And that's the first time I've heard no all day. Yeah. And then the wife wants to talk to me about something and I'm in work mode where I automatically assume she's looking for an answer. Yeah. And she just wants adult conversation because she's been at home all day. Right. You know, Susan did this or that. And I'm like, Oh, you need to cut her off. Do this, do that, do this. I don't want you to solve it. I I just want to to vent to you. Okay, I don't understand that. Do you have anything you
0: do, like, between the office and home to switch your mode?
1: Yes, I do. Um, I do a lot of things, Buster. One, and I'm absolutely unafraid to say that my wife and I, we go to counseling every month. That's cool. Good, bad, ugly, it doesn't matter. The minute we leave the session, we book the next one. Yeah. And 70% of the time, when we get in there, we don't think anything is wrong at all. And we'll start talking about things and... We'll dig a little bit and the the counselor will kind of steer us and next thing you know, okay, here is something that that you didn't like or whatever. So you know, I think I'm a master communicator, that's what I do for a living, but I don't know how to speak to my wife in an effective manner because I am ruled by precision and i don't care how the watch was built tell me what time it is yeah. like i don't have time for the, the yeah, little let's pieces, get the answers right?
0: let's get it done let's exactly. get it fixed. I, I fall into that same trap man mm-hmm. it took it took me and my wife a while you know we hit our little rough patch where she's sure. like i want i just want this from you and i'm trying to do that or, but i'm not doing it the most effective way or mm-hmm. that there's something else and it's and that's, that's good that you're doing that because you know what that tells me is that you are actually actively working on your marriage? You're yeah. working. You're doing that for your wife. You're doing that for your kids, and you're doing that for yourself. Absolutely. And dude, ain't no shame in that. No, that's, man. And look, and if someone would have been like, "Oh, you go to therapy," right? Don't need to have you in my life.
1: Right. And I'm not knocking bad relationships, but if you think that's selling out, dude, dude. I'm not going to let somebody else raise my kids no. myself. Right. I'm not. I'm not going to give up on this thing on the person that that yeah. counts on me and depends on me and. I have no problem with it. I was nervous as hell that first time. Oh, yeah. And I go in there, and dude, 60% of the conversation was about my wife. He's not one of your children, right? She would sneak in bell peppers into a meal. I pay for the groceries, right? I I expect a a quality (laughs) meal. I'm not a five year old. Don't sneak in (laughs) bell peppers, right? What's her dinner? Bell peppers. Right. Uh, I'm okay. So she says, well, you know, AJ works a whole lot. He. He takes clients out to dinner and all kinds of things, and he's rarely home for dinner. I said, well, it's because the dinners that are being prepared are not my style. One of the first meals she ever made me ended up being a cheese plate and a phenomenal salad. But as a Texan, I'm looking for red meat. And as a Hispanic, I need a grain. I need rice. I need something, right? So understanding what it is I like. So the therapist says, all right, AJ, what's your top 10 favorite meals? I line them out, right? Fajitas, ribeyes, you know, whatever. And she goes, Brie, if you would commit to making these things, AJ, would you come home more often? Absolutely. So my wife takes it to this other level, to the point where she is in the Steak Cook-Off Association and competitively cooks ribeyes as a 30-year-old California female all around the state and competes, right? Does she, does she use a sous vide? <laughs> We've done the sous vide method, but we cannot get the same flavor profile as burning hot mesquite up to 800 degrees, getting the grill marks right and catching that open flame. We've done sous vide, we've done liquid smoke, we bought a blowtorch to hit them when they're done, right? But, Cast iron uh, skillet. Yeah. Absolutely, right. So her and I both cook uh, competitively state cook off. She makes a biscuit and gravy. Um, That would blow someone's mind Because it was on my list So if she's willing to make these efforts Mm -hmm. I'm willing to turn towards her And hey, what's for dinner? Great, one of my favorites I'm headed to the house Absolutely I can reschedule that Absolutely Or I'll invite the clients to the house now With the kids Works out great, man So that's one thing The next piece is For me I'm not a narcissist But For a very long time People do what I want them to do when I want them to do it, right? mm-hmm. and and that has to do with wordsmithing and just the value. But uh, oh man, this this Japanese form of meditation, right? It's mm-hmm. called Nikon, where I you got that start, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you start, yeah, N A I K A N, I believe, uh, okay. and it's it's basically being grateful for things that I feel like I deserve, and as an example. The waiter's bringing me a Diet Coke. Well, he's not as fast as I think he should be. And I'm paying him to do this, right? Mm-hmm. And he's getting paid. It's his job. And I always look at it like, dude, do your job. So on this gratitude piece, it's more of, thank God this business exists. Thank the Lord that there is Diet Coke, a beverage that I can drink that doesn't have a, a real sugar, right? Um, thankful that the waiter came to work today. Thankful that he brought me something. Thankful that there's ice, right? So yeah. when you... When you drive home for this forty-five minute tour that I take, um, I, I work over I-10 East and Beltway Eight Cloverleaf um, in the hood, and the wife calls and says, "Hey, where you at? Man, I'm in traffic on the Beltway Eight bridge. It's going to be an hour, you know, at least." Mm-hmm. The gratitude side comes in where I go. Imagine if there weren't these three means of egress from this side of the channel to the other. If the tunnel didn't exist and these two bridges, now I'm driving into town, coming all the way around, right?
2: Yeah.
1: What if the roads didn't exist, right? What if I didn't have the money for a vehicle? So, Or your house. Absolutely. So being grateful. what do you want home to? Exactly. So thank God that I'm in traffic on a Beltway Bridge that is going to cut my normal commute if I had to go through the city by hours. Yeah. So you just start with what was given to me today. Mm Mm-hmm. What did I give to others? And then who did I hurt today? And that, that's really kind of changed me. Um, and, and I'm working on it consistently, but, uh, when you take a shower, you expect everything to be a certain way. Yeah. You get ready in the morning. You expect it to be a certain way. Your drive to work. You expect it to be a certain way. Your day at work, your meal, everything. And when things don't meet this vision of perfection that you have in your mind, you're Angry. throwing off. Absolutely, right. right? So getting past that, I'm thankful that I have hot water. Yeah. I'm thankful that we have a toilet that sends waste somewhere else that I don't have, have, have to, to deal do. with. Exactly, right? Yeah. I'm thankful that, that my kids have jackets today. Or today we rained out. Everybody was bitching at work about the rain and yada yada. I am so thankful that we're getting the rain that we need. That this rain provides a, a atmosphere with 29.5% oxygen that allows yeah, right. us to live. I mean... It's Mother Nature, yeah, right? so what maybe hey. t- maybe
0: today would have been a bad day at work right. if you would have gone, maybe something would have happened right, so maybe that rain right. for a reason mm-hmm. what 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 brought you to this was it was oh, it just man. something that was just like, man, you know what i gotta I gotta do something different, or was it just kind of like, man, you know what I don't like what I don't like what's going on, or
1: it it is the search for joy and and without sounding like. You know, um, I I hate to use certain words, but what happened, Buster, is last year on my birthday, February 11th, I got in a Barrett 50 Cal, M107A1, semi-automatic, 26-inch barrel in titanium gray, Pelican case, I mean, $13,000 rifle, right? Hell yeah. And, And I didn't think that I would never get one, but... It was always a goal of mine to obtain. Yeah. Right? I'm a big goal guy and and planning, and and I'll I'll tell you a little bit there, too. But the case comes in, I am ecstatic. And I open this case up, and there is this dream gun that can shoot two miles. You know, I mean, just retarded. And the first thing I felt was not joy. It was, now what? Uh. And I feel like I've pulled that curtain back. I mean, again, I'm not trying to sound silly, but... No,
0: no, no. If you think
1: about... Go ahead.
0: No, no, no. I want you to keep going. If you think
1: about the things in life that you do have, right, that you expect to bring you this tiny piece of joy, right? mm
2: -hmm.
1: I have Lucchese boots, man. You want crocodile. You want caiman. You want ostrich, gator belly, whatever, right? I have clothes that surpasses my... Right. I have... Rolex watch whatever yeah. jewelry I think I have the nicest truck a man can buy these days yeah. I have a phenomenal company um, all these things that I thought would bring me joy and I didn't have the happiness that I thought I was seeking and I started to I went to one meditation class that was given at League City Library
0: Helen Hall yeah and my was was it wife, a little it was the Italian
1: tr- lady who did it a little uh the Indian guy man okay okay and and I'm a Christian don't get me wrong, but I think I learned more about myself and the world we live in in two one-hour Wednesday sessions there in a library in, like, a chair that an eight-year-old would sit in, and it was mind-blowing to me. And, and when I realized that joy comes internally
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that nobody can steal it from you, right, nobody can affect your day. I can call you names all day, Buster, and the way that you handle it is up to you. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't let things affect me at all, right? There's yeah. nothing you can do today to steal my joy,
0: I, and that's the thing. And it's other people's attitude that is going to rob you mm-hmm. of your joy. So if someone's having a bad day and you have to tell this person bad news, they're going to flip and say, "Screw you, AJ." Right. You know, you, you're never on Masaya. You know, you're just always. But that's when it's kind of like man. That ain't my fault. That's absolutely. You know, now unless it's a friend of yours saying, "Hey, man, I got to tell you something. I really, I really think you need to examine this." Right. That's criticism, and then take a look and say, "Do and I, I appreciate that?" And then, "Am I a son of a bitch?" Right. Maybe I. Maybe I was. Right. But it, it's funny now. Uh, meditation. I do it too. Sure. Goal setting. Oh, uh, I've got that book right there, the Michael Hyatt uh, goal book. I've got that one, and I love it. Because it gives you ten goals. It. Well, it's it's a planner, okay, and so it outlines a your day, ten goals. What are your actions for? What are you right. doing? Because I mean, everybody wants to say, "I want to, I want to have a Rolex one day." All right. Sure. How much does a Rolex cost? Right, thirteen. How are you gonna How are you gonna get the money for it? Right. When do you want to have it for? What are you gonna do to do that? What steps are you gonna take? Are you gonna wake up every morning and go try and do that and get that thirteen thousand dollars? Right. Tell you what, if I want to go out tomorrow and get thirteen thousand dollars, I go get thirteen
2: thousand.
1: Me too. Me too. I'll
0: hustle it. I'll find right. it I'll find a way to get it, right, but when I get it, what do I do with it exactly uh one of my dream watches to buy was a uh a, a Breitling. Mm-hmm. I always wanted a Breitling. and I was working for my dad, and I mean I worked like a dog for my dad, and he will even <laughs> tell you he worked like a dog i mean twenty five eight was working I was waking up at four thirty in the morning and and I was like. The CEO of their company. I right. ran the books. I ran the labor crews. I ran the money, the accounting. I ran it all. But I was waking up at 4 30, running down to La Rose, picking up uh, eight welders from Mexico, putting them right. in a truck, driving them down to Fouchon so that they can be at their place in time for work, and then coming back and putting in my right. full day, and then going back and picking them up, taking them to Walmart, doing all this stuff. And I worked like a dog, and I worked like a dog. But I knew that watch. Right. That watch was 10 grand. And one day, it came up for sale. The guy called me. He says, I'll sell it to you for eight. Awesome. Said, I'll be there. Right. And I went and I bought it. And I wore that watch almost every day.
1: Right. And people see the watch and go, oh, oh, fancy. fancy. But, dude, they don't know the stress, the struggle, the hard work that you've put in, Buster.
0: And I tell people, I was like, you know what that watch means to me? They're like, oh, you wanted a fancy watch? I was like, no. That watch tells me my time is expensive. Yeah, my time is worth something, and I'm doing it now. I got this iWatch, watch, and I put my other watch on for sure. fancy occasions. Sure, because I've grown from that man, young man, I was at that of time. Of course, and it's one. But of those. But it still things.
1: represents hard work and dedication. And I love it. I love when yeah. I put it on,
0: but I don't have to. I don't have to put it on all the time now. Right. And you know, I'm I'm doing this podcast. And it's called the Good Old Boy Podcast. Right. And yeah, I have reached out to a couple of like maybe very successful people, but it's not successful people that – like you're successful. You're a good old boy. You're the first thing we start figuring out. Okay, now here's the things. We both set goals. We both meditate. We were both bankers. We both were, uh, you're still a gun dealer. I was a gun dealer. Right. We both work for our dads.
1: Right. Uh, we're both in the industry right yeah, now. Yeah,
0: we're both in the industry. Right. You know, we're both, uh, so you got the Zulu Fuck shirt on. Absolutely. I'm all about them. Absolutely. Uh, were you military?
1: No, no. Um, I have a lot of friends that were.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And, you know, again, I don't necessarily believe in regrets. Things happen the way they happen. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean, look, you, you pray to win the lottery. God's going to say, you got to buy a yeah. ticket. Yeah. dumbass. Okay. I get that. <laughs> you got to do some leg work, but, um, no, I, I absolutely respect it at, at the time that nine 11 happened. Um, my mother had lost her job in deer park at Lyondale. Mm-hmm. My sister was a senior in high school. Um, and I quit school and, uh, I was working part-time at Best Buy and I took a promotion there at Best Buy and Clear Lake there and, uh, just helped her pay the bills. We had a brand new house in yeah. Baywood Oaks in uh, off Fairmont over there. And man, I gave her 80% of my check every week and worked 40 hours. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have the opportunity to do it, but I also don't know that it would have gone well for me. Right. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, I, I do believe there's, there's leaders that lead in the front and lead in the back. And, and I'm one of those front guys, but I've got soft hands buster. I'm, yeah. I'm a visionary. I'm a mind guy. <laughs> I, I get that. <laughs> i a big picture. Yeah, guy. NCO kind of deal, right? Where it's hard to gain the respect of the people mm. that are doing the job. It's extremely hard to lead farther than you've gone yourself. You yeah. Know? Um Yeah, man, I, I I really try to understand the world as 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 it occurs on a daily basis, and I try to help people understand that, right? Mm-hmm. Um I just got a tattoo on my leg, and uh this friend of mine was like, dude, I cannot believe that you got this tattoo on your leg. And I'm like, you know. Forty years ago, you couldn't wear a ball cap indoors, right? Some old timer would go, "Look at this son of a gun wearing a baseball hat inside." Well, I'll be damned. Times are gonna change, and what I've realized is that the youth is always gonna win because we die, Buster. Yeah, we die. I mean, the things that that people are doing today—just let it slide, man. It it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect you. We're
0: too worried about that stuff. I know, man. I
1: don't care, man. I
0: saw whenever you got that picture the picture of your uh your tattoo and it's the houston skyline with the be someone it man and i was like that's pretty cool you know our our, we are changing right and if we try and if we try and just hold on to it it's gonna screw you you're gonna stand still right it's it keeps moving uh the whole millennial thing about you know oh millennials and how bad they are and i'm like all right. How bad is it, really? Right. Okay. You've got a generation now that is not as concerned with pay, but they're concerned about having time off to go do things and social issues and uh, how your company represents and does it offer, you know, these other things and what does your company offer? Right. Okay. Why is that? Because. Us, Our parents' generation and what we're seeing right now, they watch them work their asses off.
1: Yeah, their parents were depression era.
0: Yeah, depression era. Work your ass off. Buy a house. Buy the cars. Now what has it turned into? Oh, I've got a garage that I can't fit my cars in because i got so much shit. I'm in a bigger house. i don't really what I need. I'm I'm still doing this and all. And now there's this regression of it to where it's like, I know a lot of guys for me now, the man works, the wife stays home. Right. My wife stays home, but my wife's running a business like a
1: motherfucking boss. Right, 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 right. Like she's, at,
0: she's working tonight. Yeah. She's at a private party working tonight. And so that means, hey. That sounds
1: a little uh, scary. <laughs> Rephrase. <laughs> okay. So
0: she's, she's at a private party where like basically she's doing a private shopping event for women. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. They're like, hey, you, wanna, you want time to shop and you want to do it fun? We're going to do it at that. Your podcast, you right. want to get that going? Go ahead. Start start doing it right now. I'll be home later. Can you put the kids down? Yeah. There's a there's a change back to this cohesiveness when men and women are working together. Uh, you you value your kids more. Right. You value your family more. You're having more
1: kids. You value experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. My uh, And it's not a bad thing. No. I mean we we think, think Friday off, bad. thank God, right? But you're right. The the work ethic might be different, but But they're going to do some amazing stuff. Absolutely. They already are. I was telling my wife the other day, um, we were watching a a phenomenal uh, Netflix show about um, Voyager, right? this little bitty satellite that's going to go out past the reaches of our universe, right? Yeah. And it it could be the only sign of existence in millions of years that we were ever around at all. Maybe so. But we said, you know, the things that are in our cell phone, these exact components were available on this planet 2,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. So this technology that people crave is great. I I don't have a problem with it. You know, we're limiting screen time and things like that. Okay. I want to limit the content, but I also believe that I want my kids to be phenomenal at these things and understand.
0: Yeah. Can you produce the content yourself for your kids to do, to do these amazing things? Uh, and, and that's one of the things we've turned over to our kids. You know, everybody's posting right now about this Mo Mono, uh, lady on YouTube kids right. trying to kill themselves right. and everything. It's like, all right, why don't you pop on YouTube with your kid and say, what do you want right. to look at? What do you want to research and do? Uh, I my little boy, what do you want to, he's like, I want to get better at math. All right, girl, let's look at Great. some, math. I want to learn how to draw some stuff. So right. I'm like, Hey, let's, let's Google how to draw a cat. So we sit there and we draw cats and everything. And I mean, that's, that's one of the things you got to do. We can't half-ass parenting anymore in our generation. Uh, and I think it's changing now that we aren't, we're more involved. I Uh, agree. You know, I'm, I'm coaching my little boy's team. You get involved. You got to be there for it. You're going to, you're going to do that effort. Yeah. Yeah, You're putting in effort.
1: We were, um, laying down, my kid wanted to read cat in the hat and I find an app that has the book. It's turning pages. It reads it aloud. I'm just laying there holding the phone, and my wife says, how much parenting are we going to give over to technology? Said, Holy smokes. Yeah. You're right. we got to look at the ease of access, too. And then yeah. let's get the book out and read it. But but be thankful that this exists, right? Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I feel that same way. I, I feel like things don't happen to me. I make things happen for me. Uh, I also believe that fear doesn't have a place to exist. You either know what's coming and plan for it, or you don't know. And then there's no reason to worry about it. Right. So you might have cancer. Okay. If I do, then we figure out the solution if there is one. And if I don't, there was nothing to worry about in the first place. It's a hard concept to kind of grasp, but I'm not just saying float through life, but don't worry until you need to worry. And if it's time to worry, then it's time to Mm. strap up the boots son, and get it right. I'm not sweating it. Um, the, uh, this is, I think, my 13th business that I've started, and uh, this one I, I run with a, one of my best friends in the world, a great guy named Dane. And um, the other day, there was a, a mishap through the state of Texas with state sales tax and use. When you start doing a certain volume, I don't get the same benefit as other businesses where you can file quarterly. Now you got to file Yeah, monthly. I'm monthly, bro. Yeah. Right. So they send the letter, okay, you got to file monthly. All right. Well, we pay that quarter and we go on. Well, we didn't realize that there were like three little bitty $400 interests or penalties yeah. by month. B- but they have some kind of algorithm. Who knows how it yeah. works? And a we're red th- flag pops, right? Yeah, yeah. I've experienced those. Yeah. So I, I owe maybe, let's say, 1100 bucks, right? Yeah. But we pay 30000 a month in sales tax. All right. So they levy – Every bank account we have across the board on a Thursday afternoon.
0: Shit. Y'all pay weekly?
1: We pay weekly. There you go. Right. Over $1,100, right? And so I'm calling state sales tax and use. Oh, yeah. You owe from six months ago. You haven't paid on it. And
0: it's something like six months ago or or 12 months ago. Now we're going to talk about it. Right. Because their system shit where you can't see it right away. Absolutely. I've been there.
1: Right. And so this is a Thursday afternoon. I've got a hundred employees at the time. Payroll checks are wrote and every bank account is frozen and the banks can't do anything about it. Right. Yeah. And the state, okay, take the money and release them. Well, we don't know how much money is in each account until the banks reply Dude, just take the cash. Well, why don't you bring us a certified check from what account? Right. So we're, you know, we're pulling cash. But so I walk into the bank and this is where I'm talking about the wary piece. Here's the good news. I no longer owe the state of Texas anything, right? Yeah. So look at the, the positive side of things. But government never looks par- farther than like the end of their nose, and, and they don't understand what can happen, right? Yeah. So let's say these guys don't get paid. They don't show up to work on Monday. I no longer make revenue, right? Business yeah. closes down, and that's an extreme. I would never let that happen. But now you want 100 people on unemployment? Right. You don't want the 30000 a month that I've been paying for eight yeah. years, right? Show me a time where I haven't paid. Well, you haven't. It's, it's been great for eight years. They send years. you
0: a letter saying like <laughs> right. your shit's done now right. instead of like somebody looking at this and going, hmm. Right. Hi, Mr. Garcia. Uh, just calling to let you know uh, now I know you all changed over to quarter, to from quarterly to yearly. Right. There's this penalty event. Would, would you like to square that up or right. there's this form you can do?
1: Right. And okay. they, there's no email. No, it's facts. No email facts. Exactly.
0: Certified letter yeah. until they get it. Right. Confirmation. Right. Uh,
1: it's just funny to me. So,
0: so And it happens, of course.
1: On a know. Thursday. Yeah. Right. And the one guy who can release the levy, well, that's the supervisor, and he's out of town. Well, of course, of course he, course he is, is, right? Why not? So people forget though that that these government entities, their bosses are senators and folks like that. So we emailed Larry Taylor and, and those folks. Yeah. And, Put a call in. Here's the people we've been talking to. Levy and release yeah. it. Open it up. But I'm not going to let it stop what we're doing on a yeah. daily basis, right? Other people freak out, like, "Oh my god, you have a million dollars in bills yeah. this month." <laughs> yeah, we do twenty million a year. I got two coming in, one going More out. Now. It's just money, right? And it yeah. and at the that's end of the day, it doesn't that's when mean you
0: worried anything. about that stuff too much, right. You know, right? Uh, yeah.
1: I don't. I don't sweat so anything, man. There's nothing that can happen that that. I really believe would be. Do y'all
0: direct deposit or issue checks? Both. Okay. Can Both. I make a suggestion to please, you, please, sir? Pay your guys on
1: Thursday. Yeah, I do. Okay, I do. I All pay right. them on Thursday. That way, we have a, a break in the day. We have a Friday. Good. And, yeah. My hey, Printer do. doesn't work. <laughs> whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Yeah. We <laughs> uh. So we had when I had uh, contract laborers. We had at one time like six hundred guys working for us. Wow. We were doing. We were killing it in this industry
1: congratulations welders on your success, fitters man.
0: painters and blasters we were at, we took this company up from like 30 workers to 600 at one wow. time you know and then at one point we dipped down to having 13 and at that point my dad was like i thought like, what do we do he goes we go on vacation for two weeks yeah I said cool yeah and at the end of two weeks we came back and got it all yeah but uh so our guys we were working with a bunch of other uh, contractors mm-hmm. and so everybody paid everybody on Friday so on Friday everybody would be running out to go to Walmart because so, these were all guys from Mexico cash and checks cashing checks sending money home buying groceries all this stuff so we're sitting in a meeting one time and it's and I mean it was taken forever and so I said let's pay them on Thursday why I said because everybody gets off on Thursday at the same time our guys will have money and we paid everybody on a direct deposit if we didn't care. You didn't have a banking account or something like that. We had these uh, Card. debit cards. We put it on that, and we gave it to you. And at first, they were like, no, 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 I want a check. I want a check, you know. Well, they're in the shipyard. They're working. These guys are. other guys are waiting for a check to come. All these guys got cell phones, dinging them, saying, bing, you Money's, just got paid. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Great. Perfect. Now, on Thursday afternoon, we pick them up. We take them to Walmart. We get their groceries. They send money home. And on Friday, when the jobs aren't done, and they're looking for people to work, my guys are working. Right. The other guys are like, nope, I'm going to, I got to go Cash. do my thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We took an uptick in like 3%. That's awesome, man. The Just only rub there. I have is, if if I am working 510s, now they got beer money for Thursday night. Yeah. And uh, every now and then, you got a, a Friday morning where you're missing a few folks. and But that's the nature of the game. Absolutely. And, and I get every side of it, right? But... um when I've got a man working, I'm making money on every dollar I pay you, right? Yeah. So I need you there all the time, really. Yeah. But yeah, man, I, I love the industry. You know, our business, um, Dana Industrial Group, we do insulation, scaffolding, coatings at refineries. That's one side of it. Um, the next piece is civil work, dirt and concrete. And then we have instrumentation and electrical. Yeah. We We do lead abatement asbestos abatement uh we do demolition we do surveying we do some mechanical stuff welding things of that nature um i mean if we know how to do it if somebody knows how to do it we'll do we'll do whatever you want us to do i mean safety first quality second to none but our second motto is you want it done a certain way we'll do it boss you Mm -hmm. want a a tank painted pink tell me what shade (laughs) yeah i don't mind at all you know uh I, i really like the business that we're in we talked about a little bit of Best Buy and Mm -hmm. I went to Washington Mutual Bank. And what I do now is take people out to eat, hunt, fish, golf, sell my company, be passionate about it. And I was talking about gratitude earlier, the things that are given to me versus the things that I give Buster. I don't turn a wrench. I don't build anything. I don't create anything myself. What I provide is leadership, Vision, mm-hmm. advice, right? And so if those are the things that I give to the world, then maybe I need to do it in a kinder, gentler manner. But I don't want to lose that grit that I, I've always kind of felt like has gotten me here. But at the same time, you catch more flies with honey, right? I yeah. I mean, that old
0: Stony LaRue. Well, at a, at a certain level, you kind of need to have that. Absolutely. Because you're playing in a in a tougher arena. Right. And you and the players are the same. same. Yeah.
1: So, if you screw one over here, he might be the head honcho over your best job tomorrow. Yeah. Man, I prefer the devil you know, right? Yeah. I mean,
0: that, that, those guys get promoted quick. They move up, move all the way around. Uh, you know, that they, they head to another place mm-hmm. where you might be, you might have done, you might have had a bad job with one guy, at one plan. And he moves on and you start again. And it's like, okay, yeah, hey, we're, we're doing good again. And you go to another, your next customer down there. Oh, then that guy's there and he's like, I don't want them anymore. I don't, I worked with them here. I don't like it. They're gone. And guess what? That's it. Yep. In our industry, it's the good old boy industry. We try and, uh, and it's always like, you can do a thousand good things, but you mess one thing up.
1: That's what they remember. And
0: that's what you're pegged on. Yep. I I had it the other day when a guy, you know, I was doing my best to get some stuff out to him. He told me, he says, well, if I'm not one of your top priorities, and I kind of had to hold my tongue in a way, but I told him, I said, man, how often does this happen where you need something and I can't get out there? Right. He goes, well, no, it doesn't happen, but I'm just saying, I was like, then give me, give me one, right? Give me one.
1: And the reverse is also true. If yeah. I walk into a bid meeting and there's a guy there from another company that's come here now and he knows that we did a phenomenal job for him and it's aces, baby. Yeah. Well, that's how we started this thing is, is me and my business partner said, all right, we're both project managers. Um, what do we care about? <clears throat> What's my job entail? I want to make sure that the job is done on time, done safely, within budget if possible, mm-hmm. and with with quality is number one, right. right? So as long as we provide that for project managers in the field, it doesn't matter what their boss wants. They're accountable for how this project runs, yeah. and they're going to remember the guy that was there for them no matter what. AJ, we went over budget here, yada, yada, but I have another project coming up. Great. And there's not big red tape and I'm not knocking the big boys, the SMBs and the turners. They're great. I mean, that's the goal, but I don't have any of that red tape. If you need to shake my hand and say, look, man, I can't pay you for this additional piece, but I got something else coming up. Great. Um, You know, we talk about safety issues, quality, (laughs) somebody missed a drawing, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. We're going to work for that project manager. And those are the people that make the decisions for us. Yeah. I mean, love it.
0: That's, and it's all relationships. It's, It's not a lot of, and it's not a simple sale. It's all relationship. It's long term selling. It's not a one and done, thank you, ma'am. I'll see you down, maybe somewhere else down the road. Right. If you're in here, you know, you go to lunch at the same place as I do because you know certain people will be there. Absolutely. It's uh, no max
1: 30 at, you know, um, Iguana Joe's in Mont Bellevue at 11 o'clock, brother. You better have business cards on, you know? Yeah. Same with, um, Cornbreads or uh, Monument in Monument, Cinnamon Roll Man and yeah. uh, Nomaxes, absolutely.
0: That that's where I was. Uh, I ate there like three times this past week. Yeah. And and like five I was sitting there all of a sudden get a text from another guy I've been trying to get a hold of him, and he's like, What do you what'd you order? And I'm like <laughs>
1: Yeah. <we're>, right there.
0: <laughs> I see you there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, it's 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 a great industry. You
1: and know, I'm, we're talking about the youth too. Um what we're doing right now is trying to not rebrand, but make sure that we have a better web presence, a better um, website that works with uh, mobile devices. Uh, LinkedIn is great for our age group, but you know, we get my youngest guy that works for me, right? 19 years old. Hey, do you know what LinkedIn is? No. no. Right. And we go sit down with an engineer from a, a refinery, and he's got – you know, he's the 50-year-old guy. He's got the 22, 23-year-old dude with him. That guy has already researched the company. He's already been on my website. Mm-hmm. He knows all about us. He doesn't like to hunt and fish, right? Yeah. He's not doing some of these other things. He's not necessarily even playing golf. It's, it's a whole new world. So what what do I do to attract these people? They care about the job, job. being done right. Great. Yeah. That's what we've always done. But in this climate, you had to do more because everybody was concerned about the same thing, right?
0: Right. And like you said, you've got that 50-, 60-year-old guy who's been there 30-something years and then you've got this 23 year old guy right. who's been there three days. Right. And that guy is supposed to take this guy's right. uh, job.
1: And he's elementary. Googling an insulation contractor.
0: Yeah. And he's looking and at he, pricing. And he's right. whatever's on the internet. That's what he's going to right. get. And what I'm getting right now with, uh, with the guys I'm working with, these guys are coming in, and I'm like, hey, man, what, what, have you, what do you know about this so far? Well, I found this on the internet. I found this. And that. Right. All right, man. Let's let's go to lunch and talk because I'm going to tell you what that guy knows and what piece you're missing. Uh, right. Let me let me help make you a rock star. And I've that's this thing that I've done with a lot of my newer customers, my younger guys that are coming into the industry. I mean. Just It blows their mind when it's like, hey, man, let me tell you, this is what you're looking at on this, this, and this. This This is what you're not going to get from a website. This is what this guy knows about if it's going to be instrumentation or process valves or things like this. Or you're going to hear this. I did a whole lunch learn this morning. I was up and out at 5.30 this morning. I was doing a breakfast and learn. Yeah. I had to, I had to run. Yeah. I had to <laughs> run, grab Chick-fil-A, yeah. go grab all my cases and everything, and then get back and get over there and do it. And I walk in, and there's 30 guys in there. And I'm like, yay. Perfect. And, yeah, and we exactly. just, we go two hours. It was supposed to be an hour, and we go two hours. We're going yeah. back and forth. Because they got those young guys who have like, well, I heard this. Let me tell you why that's wrong. Sure. Or you have the guy that's like, well, you know, we did it this way at the old job. Okay, that's actually correct. That that's good. You did that. Right. So, but educating them. Yeah, man. for us, it's right now. We're finding a big. There's a huge gap in the industry. What we call the, uh, just the the brain area of it, where you have the, the 35 year old guy, 35 year guy, and the two year guy. Right. So we've been training like hell. Right. Education, education, education. That's what's needed.
1: I so. had lunch with uh, some guys from Chevron and um, they did a huge study on it because Chevron was such a great place to work that they never hired for like the last 30 years. No. So now you've got this entire group of people that know how everything works in this plant and they're all retiring. Yeah. So what do you do and what motivates these younger guys and, and, and ladies to get in there and learn the trade, understand it. Right. And I'm so thankful for this area too. If you want to work at a plant, you can really have a, a successful career. Yeah. You can live the kind of lifestyle that normally wouldn't be given to you in in some other state. Right. Yeah. But I also feel like I'm pigeonholed into it because now that we're doing it and we're doing it well, I can't move to Colorado. You know, I I can't necessarily move to Spain unless I have, Revenue streams coming in from all yeah. over, and we have the gun store and and boat storage, RV parks. We have Dana Industrial Group. We have um, Citadel Asset Management. And you're and
0: you're yeah. diversified, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it's you're, you're still. I need the channel. You're running it.
1: Yeah, people. You're- when people talk about how ugly Galveston Bay is. It blows what? my mind, dude. It that brown water brings the money oh, in yeah. for every person oh, you can see a- around here. It is so connected, man. It's the reason that I can pay for dry cleaning, right? Is because yeah. I'm in gas and oil and and uh, it's the reason that somebody can have the Camaro that they've always wanted or send their kids to school. Yeah. It's that dirty water that allows us to have one of the most effective ports on the planet how, with all these refineries lining it, right?
0: How many plant guys you know that have put like their all their kids through college?
1: Absolutely, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Phenomenal, that, man. My mother did it. My, my uh, parents were divorced. She was uh, a board operator at Lyondale. She worked for Turner. Before they were Turner, they were General Petrochem. and. She became a board operator at Lyondale. I'll, I'll never forget. She came in. She was crying. She goes, oh, my God, they're giving me $26 an hour. She had a GED. We lived in Deer Park uh, mm-hmm. right off Center Street. Um, and, golly, I guess I was 13 years old maybe. And they took care of her, man. And this is when you didn't need a process cert or anything. No. They showed her the ropes on the board. She's working overtime. And, consequently, that that also changes my vision of – what I think fatherhood and and motherhood is right. Mm-hmm. My mother would work on Christmas day to make double time and a half and we'd have Christmas the next day. Yeah. And I always saw that as the biggest sacrifice ever. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, she's giving up this chance to be with us to give us more. Right. Whereas my wife's vision is I don't care about the money. I want you home on Christmas. Right. Yeah. So the things that I do to show my family that I'm working hard and, and supporting them, In her eyes, sometimes can seem like you don't care about this family, right? Um, We had a a, a deer hunt in Uvalde three years ago on opening day, and the customer missed a deer both days. Well, Friday was bow, Saturday turns into rifle. Misses on Saturday. Client wants to hunt Sunday. You got it. it. The wife has Christmas photos at some Christmas tree farm in like Santa Fe right at four (laughs) o'clock. Dude, it's noon. And we're not. We haven't left Valdi There's okay. no way. And this was uh, not necessarily a rough patch, but I was working a lot. So I called my wife. I said, "Look, it's it's bad. I'm not going to be there in time. Are you going to cancel and move it?" She goes, "No. I'm going to do it because it's going to be an accurate representation of this family. Oh, You're not here." I'm like, God. "Ooh, you know what? All right, all right. Wake up call. What are the things that are important to me? And I feel like making this money provides for those people that are important to me." And I always gift give right. Hey guys, I'm back from wherever. Here's all these things. They don't care. They're is that glad your, that I'm home.
0: Is that your? Uh, have you read the five love languages? I have. Okay. Uh, gift giving, giving and physical yours. touch.
1: Yeah, yeah. Chocolate yeah. chip cookies and yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the five love languages are good. I read. I read like crazy. My goal this year is 20 books. Um, and I, I track those. You know, you were talking about your uh, your journal, your log. I use bullet journaling. Yeah. Which as an ADHD guy, I mean, I can I can draw out blocks and squares and then it's like having a planner, a post it note, a cell phone, my outlook. I mean everything is in this book that's in front of me and I love the feel of of a pen on paper. Yeah. And
0: well you you remember seventy five percent more what you write down as compared to what you type in, or right. put in an email or things like that.
1: And look, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for me, it's going to be bananas. I mean, yeah. we're, I'm going to do all kinds of crazy things. Talk to all kinds of people. We're doing rodeo. Who knows? It's, it's just going to be wild. So when I get in on Monday, what did I not finish on Friday? All I got to do is turn back a page. Yeah, it's there. everything right there. Right. So that bullet journaling side for me has been really helpful um, in tracking my goals and my progress. And I've Written down the books that I want to read, and I check them off as I go through them and
0: what's you uh what's some of the ones on your list that you've read or wanted to
1: yeah, want so to uh, right now i'm um still reading the the Nikon uh, mm-hmm. book because it you get to one page of it, and it's all right, take an hour and write down all these XYZs yeah
0: it's it's a practice
1: absolutely book. absolutely um I'm reading dune. As uh, Before the movie comes out and things mm-hmm. like that. And I'm a big sci-fi guy, and that's why I love Game of Thrones. It kind of made being a, a half-nerd cool again, yeah, right? Like, yeah, they, they did yeah. bring that back. Right, the rednecks are talking about dragons. <laughs> that's cool, man. I'm all right with that. <laughs> Last time it was a
0: dragon, it was an eight-point. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um,
1: I'm reading um, a book called Verbal Judo that I really, really like right now. Um I'm reading a book on um, by the Harvard Business Review called 10 Ways to Manage Yourself. Because mm-hmm. I don't have a boss. Buster. I, don't, yeah. I don't have to go in tomorrow. No. I don't have to go in Monday. Nobody tells me what to do. So managing yourself for me has been something that's, all right, it's 10 o'clock, man. What are you going to do today? Are you going to <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> go to lunch
0: or are you going to go to work? Right, right, right. <laughs>
1: um, there is... Um, a book that uh, I'm reading called The Seven Effective Habits of a Loving Marriage, I believe it is, uh-huh. uh, which has been pretty good for me, too. Um, what else am I reading right now?
0: Do you try and read them at different times? Or- I read them all at
1: the same time, and that's kind of a... That
0: doesn't jumble you, up?
1: Yes and no. Um, and I, like I said, I'm super ADHD, bananas all over the place, and that's not a negative thing. Yeah. I, it allows if you can me manage to, it. Yeah, it allows it. me to handle a problem and think about all of the potential risk or downfall to something, people think I'm I'm pessimistic. I'm not. I'm looking at every what if and working to avoid those pitfalls, you, right?
0: You're prepared for it and plan. Absolutely. It. And what, what somebody who doesn't do that sees it as he's aloof. Mm-hmm. It's like, not aloof. I'm just, I know what I can expect. And when it happens, I'm right. prepared. I'm, right. You're a realist also. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. there's the people who are like, and, and I don't want to get political on this because sure, man, but it's the people who say, Oh, you don't need guns. <laughs> okay. One, yes, you do. Because right. two, evil exists. Sure. And what are you going to do? Like, what is the definition of a man? Is it uh,
1: what's Lebowski saying? A uh, pair of testicles? <laughs> you mind if I do a J? Right? <laughs> Maybe you're right, Lebowski. Maybe you're right. Bunny dude, Lebowski, the, the love of my
0: life. Dude, I saw you got the jacket. That was awesome. Dude,
1: the Pendleton sweater came back for the anniversary. Yeah. Available at Dillard's. Um absolutely phenomenal. I, thought, man. I, 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 I tagged
0: you on Instagram one whenever uh uh Jeff Daniels, there was a thing of him walking in like,
2: huh? You know,
0: with uh, yeah. with a thing on it was like Big Lebowski too, and I tagged you. On I love one. it, man. But uh God, where was I going with this? Oh, hell, anyway, I'm lost too. About uh, being a man, yeah, and uh, and it's the saying, you know, like, all right, I know this whole lovey hippy dippy whatever shit you want to sure. do. Guys need to be vulnerable and all this stuff. Okay. okay, I get that, but at the same time, a man needs to be aggressive, right? And he needs to be violent, right? But he needs to have control control of it, yeah. Like a cool guy. Like I bet if you and I were somewhere and something happens, both you and I would just jump in that stuff and we go.
1: Absolutely. And instead of someone who's like, "No, no, no, you're not supposed to." No, right. I'm the yeah. guy on the cell phone on 9/11 saying, "Let's roll," right? Like, yeah. like I'm down to do whatever it takes I, to to move forward.
0: Yeah, I don't. And that's the thing. Like a a violent man who is controlled is a in mean, that whole Japanese right. thing where it's like, would you rather be a a farmer in war or a warrior in a farm right one of those so we'll
1: no be- you were talking about the the two things that that somebody might say about guns and and i would add a third um who cares what you think, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter to me at all. And I'm not going to get
0: lectured by an 84 yeah. year old woman from California. whose husband, right. Who, her policies made her husband, who is a part of a gun industry, actually rich because she did certain
1: things to do that. And right. Like, no, it just
0: doesn't work that way for me. Yeah.
1: So, somebody, talking. somebody, um, was talking about, you know, this whole harassment deal and, and this, that, and the other, and, and the, the me too movement and all that jazz, not to discount it, but, somebody said um, they were on a phone interview and they could tell that the interviewer was masturbating on the phone and they're harassed. And I'm thinking, hang up the phone. Phone. (laughs) Like you, you don't have to care Care. about my guns. I don't have to care that you hate them. It doesn't matter to me. right? And it shouldn't matter to you. Um, We've got the gun store, the FFL, the class three, the short barrels, suppressors, all that jazz. And, same thing. I pull out an AR-15, 300 blackout, 9-inch uh, barrel from Advanced Armament. I've got an AAC suppressor on it, right? We're busting pigs, and uh, people are, are freaking out. It doesn't matter what you think, right? There's, yeah. It doesn't even matter what I think. No. It, there doesn't, I don't even have to say. We
0: care too much about – people I know, are caring too much about other people's lifestyle and how it is. and all. In the meantime, if you would stop and – like, stop for five seconds and instead of trying to figure out what you don't like about what this person does, try and be like, all right, where's our common ground? Right. And let's explore
1: that. And, you know, the other side, um, I say the other side quite a bit, I guess i need to change that up. So (laughs) what I also find is that we're sugarcoating things to people that we don't believe are on our side, right? So yeah, the mother-in-law will, will talk about guns or something. I go, well, it's for hunting. Uh, or yeah. no,
2: no, 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 it's not.
1: I don't care that there's a pig epidemic. I don't care that you don't know about it. I don't care that you don't like ugly guns in your opinion. I don't care about any of it. Yeah. What I care about is my joy and love of shooting and the belief that I'm going to defend this nation, the people in it, my family first, mm-hmm. against all odds, whatever that may be. Right? Yeah. I don't mind at all, man. What do you need a Barrett 50 cal for? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. My wife used to say, "Well, God, you've got you know X, Y, Z amount of guns. It's it's a silly amount, but it's an asset to me. It's something that yeah. I can always you flip. From my, I love it, man. I I probably have over 50 Glocks just." And all nine millimeter Glock 19, 17s, the forty five. Absolutely. <laughs> and the wife goes, "If they all do the same thing, why do you need more?" So, well, how many pairs of shoes you got?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can only shoot one at a time. You only yeah, wear one pair exactly, of shoes at a time. Exactly. So.
1: But I quit caring, man. Yeah, it doesn't you, matter what you, you think about me. It just it just doesn't. It doesn't affect me at all. It doesn't steal my joy. And and one of the things, and and this is part of that narcissistic piece, is man, I'm laying in bed one night and I'm thinking. The people that dislike me don't really dislike me. They hate that everybody else loves me. And yeah. I'm all right with that, man. I'm good. I'm fine with that.
0: There are people Yeah. I, so I was, how much time
1: are they wasting on things? I was about on me? the board
0: of our, our neighborhood here for a while and I got along with a lot of people. But there was like oh there's a couple God. of people who just like had it out for me.
1: I don't know how you could have done and, it. Just seeing the, the and, Marbella group on Facebook. And yeah, and it's, it's, it's calm down if you a lot. Whisper on a podcast, is that no, no, I didn't I'll say I'll it. Turn it Shit. <laughs>
0: uh, no. But all of a sudden, I started finding out for people like, yeah, this person just hates you. They said, and I'm, and I'm just like you said. I was like, is it because really I'm doing something extremely wrong, right. or is it maybe because they see that? Well, I don't know why everybody likes him so much. Right, and how what kind of quality of life is that person right. hate? Because when I ask other people, like, well, how's this person? They're miserable all the time. They are miserable all the time and i don't live my life like that me either i wake up every morning i'm smiling ear to ear i'm i'm enjoying it i've got you know
1: yeah yeah man life can't get better for me and if it can then i need to make it happen yeah i'm enjoying the hell out of it man yeah i was at an astros game years ago and um this guy asked me what i did i told him and he gave me the the craziest response that i had ever heard at the time and I use it all the time now. He said, man, congratulations on your success. And I thought, dude, nobody else does that. Everybody's yeah. so full of jealousy, anger, and yeah. hatred. And and what do you have that I don't? Congratulations on winning. We're in this together, guys, yeah. as a species. You know, um, my wife and I were watching this new Netflix special of, uh, that Will Smith narrates. And I'm, I'm a David Attenborough kind of narration mm-hmm. guy, right? But it's called One Strange Rock. And uh, he starts, he opens with... Let's just say for a moment that there is no other life anywhere else in this entire universe, right? How special are we? How amazingly special are we to, I mean, even my dog has lucked out by being alive on on this planet. Exactly. (laughs) So, uh, man, in two million years, nobody's going to worry about the truck I was driving. Mm -hmm. I don't remember my grandpa's truck. He's been dead for years, right? I mean, he's he's passed. So it it doesn't matter to me uh, on that side. And politically, same thing, man. We have these two divisions that, that are so hardcore. And I tell people, look, all right, we'll make four Americas. East Coast, West Coast, uh, Middle America, and the South. South, yeah. Man, if we all believe a certain way, great. There was a time where you could move if you didn't like the way a state was operating, and states' rights have kind of gone away. Yeah. And the federal government's really stepping in and, and changing things. So it's it's tough. It is, man. And, and
0: when you hear and one one of the things that really get me is when like an older generation, and this is this is one of the things that I really like is when they're like, "Oh, your kids and their iPads." Yeah. And it's like. Look, this is something new we're dealing with. We're facing, this is our challenges that we're facing. Oh, what did you have to face? Lead paint.
1: Right. Right. World
0: War II. Okay, I know y'all had some bad shit to go through and do and face. Times have changed. We've got stuff now. Look, we can't let our kids watch YouTube kids and do this because some fucker went out there and is putting these things on how to like kill yourself and do bad things. And now you can't, you know, you can't have a kid do that. Right. So. It, it's, we're facing new challenges. And it's we got to be harder. But it's
1: been that way forever. Yeah. You can tell those people that are telling you that. What did your parents say when you started shaking your hips like Elvis? Ooh, oh, it was blasphemy. Right? But now it's, that's oh, that's the good the old music. Old music. Yeah. Exactly, right? I'm selling Cardi B tickets for tomorrow. And people are going, really? Really? You're sell-? I'm like, yeah, what am I going to do with them? I have season yeah. tickets to the rodeo. I'm going to sell them. People really go to that? Yeah, yeah. absolutely, man. People Somebody love loves it. Why do you give a shit? Uh, Get on the post if you want to buy them. Hey, Otherwise, stay out, so bro.
0: I'll never forget. Last year, went to the rodeo, went to see Leon Bridges. Mm. and Phenomenal guy, man. Dude, I, was, I didn't know who it was. I got the tickets, and I was like, uh, <laughs> AJ's hunting vodka. And... uh.
1: Take the restrictor and, plate off. There
0: you go. You got to take the, the, go, the carb off. Yeah. And so people were like, uh, there was a whole thing because they were like, oh, he's not black enough. He's too white. And I start listening to this guy and I'm like, this motherfucker sounds like a Sam Cooke, Marvin Gaye rolled into one with a little bit of the a... passion, uh, bro. Yeah. And I'm like, man, we're going to go see him and have a great time. And were you there?
1: No, okay. I gave the tickets to my mother. She loved it. But and I listened to him religiously. Who comes out
0: on stage... With Leon Bridges, Who was Houston's it? finest, own Bun B. Really, and he came. Leon Bridges says, "You know, I know there was a lot of controversy about it uh, that I wasn't black enough because it, it was like African American. Right like here, right, saying I'm do. not black enough to be here." And one of my buddies called me and says, "Hey man, you are, but I still want to come play with you if it's right. okay." And all of a sudden, Bun B comes out from UGK in place, and he yeah. does one day. Oh my gosh! And me and my neighbor uh, Jonathan Randolph—he's been on the uh, podcast a few times. Yeah. Him and I just are like, "Oh my God, what are we experiencing right now? Right. What are we experiencing? What are we?" And we're right. just like, you know, like singing the whole thing, and our wives are just like.
1: One day, day you're here, baby, baby And then there you're you gone. gone I know <laughs> cool. I ask God why you take my homeboy son away. I know, it's a phenomenal song Yeah Phenomenal That's one of the things that's blown my mind too You know, Drake just has a, a, a new album that came out That has a track in it That talks about mm-hmm. DJ Screw in June 27th And a lot of this whole um, um, The slab culture from Houston And mm-hmm. people are knocking him For not being from Houston But representing it I'm thinking, dude, everybody here in 95 wanted With this, this exposure. exposure. The entire North America is listening to DJ Screw, June 27th, slowed and chopped music. Mm-hmm. Own it, man. Yeah. Own it. Like, I don't understand why you one wouldn't my favorite, like something from it.
0: One of my favorite songs ever. Bourbon and Lacks, masterpiece Man, yeah. this is for with the, the bourbons, bourbons and the Cadillacs with the 10s and, 10s and the 12s dumping in, in the back. And what I do you know, say? Man. Uh, hit, uh, uh, hit in a state 10 to Texas listening to, to DJ Screw just to raced a, race a Lexus. Lexus.
1: Absolutely, man.
0: A, uh, I can show you how to play that on the guitar. Oh, really? Yeah. That'd be awesome. It's a, It's four chords, and it's fun as hell to play when people... It's basically uh, yeah. you play that and you turn it you uh you you switch it up into uh, R Kelly's ignition
1: remix. Oh yeah, and it's fun. It's a fun song. Yeah, that fun. poor guy. Huh? Well, I guess the poor kids. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm still listening to I believe I can fly every now and then. You know, but it gets uh, me going uh, when uh, I yeah, need it a little. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. you he wishes he can fly <laughs> I right know, now. Man.
0: Fall, fall away like a bird. Uh,
1: but you know they're devouring their own right now. That yeah. whole that whole media side, man. From uh, musicians to actors and and people in the industry it, well they okay. they they crucified bill cosby and it, you oh. know it, it's because buster when they come to steal your flag if i do nothing about it then they steal my other neighbor's flag and i do nothing about it when they come to take mine there's no one there so when they got the duke boys right yeah. and they took it off tv and the rebel flag and you tear everything down we're not together anymore both sides are allowing the government to really just beat us down, man. Yeah, it, beat us down. It's crazy.
0: Trying to find a book. What book? Right.
1: Uh, Can I pause? I got to hit the head, man. Yeah, man. I'll pause. And maybe steal some ice if you got any.
0: Yeah. I right, yeah, go duck hunting. So, uh, you know, you talk about uh, Bill Cosby just now.
1: Yes. And he was the he was premier pre- father. He was the perfect dad. The things he did for African-Americans in general and, – and I hate using that term. If you're black and in Britain, I don't think they're called African Brits, right? And that's part of this division they, yeah. that we make here, right? We're all just Americans. But yeah, the things that he's done – how much of a career do you discount based on something that's happened, right? Like a Michael Jackson or, or whatever yeah. it may be, but –
0: Okay. Like you said, he did. You some only sh-
1: remember the it last was. thing. Yeah. yeah, he did some. He just fucked up shit.
0: Sure, he did some bad things. But at the time, he raised a generation where was like a strong black father with an educ. Who had a, he was a doctor with kids mm-hmm. and all this stuff and everything. Nobody knew. All mm-hmm. All right, Bill Cosby, he was shitty. Cliff Huxtable, legit. legit. Mm-hmm. So I-, I think
1: that you take you take all of the good that that someone's done in their life and the things that you You consider it. Absolutely. And I think that we should look at both.
0: And now we're, now we're trying to find the bad in people. Right. And we're trying to say like, Oh, that person did that or that person did this. Right. And some of these guys is biting them in the ass. Like that, uh, the democratic governor who, you know, in his yearbook, he was him. It it is either one in blackface or one. yeah. 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 It's like, Okay, well, I don't remember Like, dude, you remember You looked at that picture, it came back to you And it was like, uh, or like Kamala Harris
1: But the climate at that time, right? Like, what are they going to say about it now? Like, oh my god, uh, AJ wore um, uh, Boat shoes And did you know that that, uh, the boat shoe company Ended up doing XYZ or they funded this or that That doesn't make me a bad guy, right? I mean He drove a King Ranch
0: truck and the mm -hmm. King Ranch trafficked In illegal deer populations Oh my god
1: Somebody told me that if you looked at humanity in general and the scale of good and evil, let's say it, it's a football field long, the difference between Hitler and Mother Teresa would be like three yards. When you really take the full scale of the good and evil side mm-hmm. of things, it, that's one of the reasons that I love Game of Thrones is that normally in a fantasy novel, you have this, this young um, protagonist that faces the these odds that are just insurmountable and somehow they make it right yeah. but in game of thrones you know without killing it for people if you've never seen it
0: you if you're not watching it spoiler alert. <laughs> right spoiler alert
1: um lead character season 1 gets his head, head cut, cut off, off. boss like yeah. and by the end of it dude i'm a fan of tyrion and at the beginning i couldn't stand the dude right yeah because nobody is inherently just good or evil we have both within us yeah based on 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 how life kind of plays out for people in the circumstances how they that they involve. have. Yeah, dude, Jamie Lannister. Do you love him? I, do you hate him? Do you kind of like him? I do too, man. Uh, and and now I'm like, eh, I don't know about Kat or maybe maybe Rob was too arrogant and blah blah. Yeah. That's what I love about it is that not all the time does the little good guy win. And nobody is black and white, but we expect everybody that we look up to, and I don't know why we look up to them. I mean, if I really was from an alien planet and and we're watching the Academy Awards about people who are acting like someone else for an ungodly amount of money, and we... Care about their political opinion, yeah. like bro.
0: Did you see uh, at the Oscars? <laughs> it was one of these actors or something. He wore like a tuxedo dress, and, dress, and they were like so courage to do the first thing. Trey Parker and Matt Stone wore the. Oscars. I remember <laughs> I saw the <laughs> same the photograph. J- the j- right, dress. Right, I was right, like, right. People's memories are short. Right. And their people's memories are short, and their animosity is yeah. big. The attention that's, span. That's, yeah. That's bad.
1: If I ever get into some kind of internet BS, whatever scandal. In two weeks, if you can come back and tell me what I did wrong, I'll listen to you. Yeah. Because by then, so many other things have changed
0: you know? Yeah. I was I was sitting down today, and I was and just kind of, you know, I was thinking about the, this and what I'm growing it into and what I'm doing. I'm, yeah. I'm going to do the videos. Like I said, I'm going to Mississippi in two weeks to my dad's place. Uh, I'm, I'm shooting a video for them. Uh, class of 1967, Assumption wow. High School, wasn't supposed to win a single game. They went undefeated. Mm the coach is still alive. Wow. And I asked my dad, is he sane? He's all there. He goes, "He remembers everything. So we're going, we're going like video capture all this. Right. And so I'm like, all right, that's cool. But what else? And in I was watching like, all right, where do you, where do you get your uh, sports?
1: Uh, Me? Yeah. Barstool. <laughs> and he changed Thank the game, you. boss. He changed the it's game. It's normal dudes like us in a garage, garage. talking shit at the yeah. water cooler. That's I was, what I want to hear. Not I was ESPN. Looking. Yeah,
0: I was looking at this mm-hmm. and I was like, Man, these guys have taken him by storm. He's getting kicked out of the party by the Roger the Camus, the Camus, yes, dude. You know, and he's <laughs> he changed the game. That's where people right. get their entertainment. And now it's not just barstool sports; it's barstool golf, fishing, everything. Right. And the thinking, caller, daddy, girls. Oh, oh my god, god. their podcast, bananas. I'm listening to this, and I'm like, oh.
1: But it's what's happening. Yeah, and as a species, our real goal is to survive. Yeah, And so they're talking about sex left and right. Dude, you know, in my day, uh, I had to go upstairs, take the phone with a 40-foot cord, call a girl's house, and if her mom answered, I had to hang up, right? Now you can swipe left and ball I'm not knocking it. If that's how kids are hooking up and procreating and doing whatever, great. But be responsible Responsible for your your actions, actions. right? I'm not paying for your actions. No. But, man, I...
0: I, There's... Yeah, it's completely changed. And so now I'm thinking, I'm like, man, what if I got four buddies mm-hmm. and I dropped a green screen behind us and we did like a weekly news show, mm-hmm. the good old boy podcast. And it's like, all right, we got John Weevley from from Kansas City, Missouri, killed an 18 point yes. out of here. Uh, he was hunting public land. Tell me the story, and John. And grandpa's 30 uh, odd six. Yes. Way to go, John Weevley of Kansas City, Missouri. Right. Or like, you know. In other news, this guy, apparently he never wanted to coach his kid's baseball team, and now he's been the head coach for four years and went undefeated. Like, right. You know? Right. Just like a the good old boy news network.
1: But somebody's still going to hate it, man. Oh, God, That's what's yeah. bananas to but me. But guess is, what? I don't care. Exactly. You're not my audience. Exactly.
0: You know? If you're not watching... If, if like, you wake up and, and like, oh, here it is on YouTube or whatever platform it'll be on or mm-hmm. whatever... Uh, like the news that week, you know, whatever it is going to be. All right, I've got AJ and uh, and his wife on here. Mm-hmm. They're going to teach us how to cook a steak.
1: Underwater They're, basket weaving.
0: Yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: man, okay. I love it, man. I. uh I, but I, And I'm thinking about like, I can change the game. Mm-hmm. I can. I That's can what that. innovation is, it, you know, utilizing the technology you have and moving forward. And in my notebook, I keep a list of every time I go, man, I wish, dude, I write it down. Yeah, man. I wish there was a, a a way to fit a sippy cup and a snack and the one cup holder that we get with a car seat. Right. And my wife and I worked on it and yada, yada, yada. And we had this, this screw on deal that would sit on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, they come out with those lidsies yeah. that Okay, great. great. I'm not knocking them. Somebody
0: did it. Somebody got there faster. I mean,
1: absolutely. The, the one that we're working on now, I'll open it up to the public because I don't care if I make it or not. I don't need the money. I I just want it to happen. Let me get a pen. (laughs) Yeah, please. (laughs) So at a gas station, when there's a uh, hand towel and you pull it, it has some kind of locking cam that only allows the one sheet to come down. When you have kids and you walk in the bathroom, the first thing you see is eight feet of toilet paper all the way on the ground. Mm -hmm. Why can't I have some kind of cam locking system where we replace that inner piece for the toilet paper roll that knows two rotations and stops itself, right? So that when they pull on it like they normally do, it only pulls three sheets and stops. These are the little things in my life that I'd like to change, Buster. We go through that's, a lot of toilet paper,
0: man. That's pretty... uh
1: Innovative? Yeah, thank you, sir. I like I'm it. I'm a visionary. <laughs> <laughs> when that's on the, the, the ship your- that takes us to Mars, <laughs> you can thank me. Is that the AJ8000? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, man. I try to write down all those things that I go, man, I wish I, wish I could do something about it. And you can. You can't mm-hmm. affect change from the outside but um,
0: you can't just say i wish this would or right, this would. you right. got to you got to put it to it absolutely and not enough people are they're they're looking at these kids who are making millions at a young age and doing these things they found an innovation you get paid to watch you know yeah,
1: 0.03 cents per youtube
0: watch yeah, wow people are actually you're getting paid to play video games and watch it. how many kids when they were playing video games our age starting off with mario yeah. you know the parents were like That'll never take you anywhere,
1: right? right. It will, no. Right. I uh, was at a uh, Masonic Lodge. I'm a Mason out of the Clear Lake Lodge, uh, El Lago, fourteen seventeen AF and AM Past Master there in uh, twenty thirteen, I believe. And there's a gentleman there um, whose spacesuit is in the Smithsonian. And as a joke, they put him in the G-force testing deal, and he still holds the record for the most G's on a human being. And in, it was here in Houston. At, at uh Or in Canaveral. In Canaveral. I, you know what? I don't want to get it wrong. Um, but this gentleman has passed now. His name is Fred. But his suit is in the Smithsonian. And they did it to him as a joke, cranking it as high as they could. But he holds the record nice. for the most G-forces on a human, right? But he tells me one day, I pull out my cell phone, and he goes, God damn, I never thought those things would take off. <laughs> and that just kind of blew my mind, you know, because he said it as a joke. But uh the Masonic Lodge is a, a legit place, but it's... It, it's fallen apart too with uh, the way that we are able to connect. Because in the old days, you had a farm, 100 acres, you were you know a mile from your neighbor, you worked by daylight, and if you wanted to have what we're having now, this, this social communication with, with men, yeah, uh, and, and to advance the world, where were you going to go? So they would go the lodge. That's right. There was no telephone, no email, no social media. The women would play bridge. Absolutely, and a lot of the old lodges, they would use their money and have the schoolhouse underneath and the lodge up top. That's why you see the two-story buildings. We we created the free school system, basically. Really? As Masons, yeah. I didn't know. And so, uh, at what
0: point did y'all kill Kennedy?
1: (laughs) You got to join to to get those answers,
0: Buster. Oh, man, I'm a conspiracy tie.
1: Are you KC? Yeah. Yeah, so you know that story, too, with yeah. not being able to keep a secret from the, mm-hmm. the priest. So what? You've got something that you enjoy. You enjoy it? Great. Do mm-hmm. it. I don't understand why there's any kind of – not that there's animosity, but who cares about the divisions? You yeah. have something that you're a part of that you enjoy. Do yeah. it, man. I don't care. It doesn't my affect over,
0: me. My neighbor over here is a, a mason, mason, so he's got it on the back of his truck. I never asked him about it.
1: Yeah. Uh, Oh. It's a cool deal, man, and and I like the history behind things um, with everything. I mean, I, I really try to dig deep and and understand how it started, so that I can try to understand what my place should be in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's a
1: tough thing to swallow.
0: Yeah, going back to what you said about you know how you worked by day and if you wanted to get together you had the lodge and in the 50s and the 60s that's what our dads did they went to the lodge or they Mm -hmm. went to you know the men got together and you know everybody says like oh the men were so tough back then damn straight they were Mm -hmm. but the guys got together and they talked about shit and I'm pretty sure like when I you know if I'd ask my dad you know when y'all got together did y'all talk about like the troubles y'all going through and damn Becky she bought another bunk pan and why does she need three and all you know the problems they were having Mm -hmm. but now we don't do that as men we get it together and it's like in a way it's uh you know we'll get together and we'll go hunting or fishing and stuff i got a group of guys every year we go to natchez mississippi to my dad's and we just sit down and we have and it's evolved at the first couple of years we went we just got Drunk off our asses in in the woods, Perfect. and now it's like the drinks have slowed. The conversations gotten longer. Right, the you know we we talk about a lot more stuff. But to do that, like let's say on a weekly or biweekly basis, here with a group of guys, don't do
1: it. Right. So who a Marbella networking meeting, uh, an industry event. It feels good to also have commonality, right? Yeah. So sitting here talking to you. I feel like I can be open about anything because you and I have a very similar background yeah. that's pretty deep and involved. And to, to have that real connection as opposed to just typing it out on the internet and, what, and I'm not, I'm not knocking that no. Look, there's a reason that I know how to like work. share, whatever you yeah, yeah, cool.
0: It's you know, yeah. fine. But if,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but if we're not sitting here and talking about it, you know, then it's right. What is it all for?
1: Right. It's, and it's that very, buster very is level. that's next level shit. All right, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I'm not even going to apologize for saying that the curse word. Here's why: what separates us from all other life on this planet is not only our ability to communicate effectively, but the ability to pass the information to the next generation. Mm-hmm. So Einstein can, you know, dedicate his life to the study of relativity or whatever it may be, but you can read those books in the course of three months. And retain that knowledge and move forward. This is how technology gains, right? And that camaraderie between men and between women or any kind of social engagement is a phenomenal thing. And the advancement that we have behind the internet, everything is accessible to me. Mm -hmm. So as much as people knock it, look, it's the reason that Gordon Ramsay – Showed me how to make the perfect scrambled eggs, right? That, I've done that. With, with sour cream, cream it, cool, it, cool, cool it down. Out, it has to stir the whole, off, off the heat.
0: On the heat. Bro. The, his avocado toast, have you done that? I have not, but I'm no, interested. Do the avocado toast, throw a fried egg on top. Buster, I'm
1: going to be honest with you here like I normally am. I'm not a fan of a warm avocado. When somebody does no, no, like no, a no, deep no. fried warm avocado. No, no, no you don't, you don't do okay, that.
0: Okay, keep, I keep my avocados in the fridge. That's where they belong, sir. You do the sourdough. And then you take and you toast the sourdough. You put the avocados. I'm going to put the link to that video in the Please show do. notes here. Please you And do, you, uh, and you do the eggs, avocado. too. Yeah. I tell people all the time, you want to learn how to cook? You want to get good at something? Go watch Gordon Ramsay's basics, right. how to make rice. Right. Uh, so then you do the avocado, and then you sprinkle on top of it. Uh, I do Red pepper uh, I'll either do chia seeds or black sesame seeds right. with some garlic salt and just sprinkle those on top. And then some shaved, li- I like limes. He puts, lemons, I, too. I did limes and you shave the limes and then a little bit of lime juice and then just to top it off. I put a fried egg on top of it. It sounds perfect. And when I make that for my wife, that and sounds she perfect, loves it. And yeah. I love it too. It's, Damn good. That's
1: why I like Nobi. I mean, you get yeah, off Nobi House. You, yeah, you call them, and uh, uh, everything that you order, they go. You want a fried night on top? <laughs> Hell yeah! <man. laughs> don't threaten me with a yeah. good time.
0: <laughs> so yeah, go, that's damn dude. That's funny. Like oh, uh, God, we got some similarities, man. Absolutely, it's, it's cool man. To find a, a Absolutely. spirit like this. Yeah. Uh, and going back to it, I don't think guys do this enough. I agree, where man. We, where we sit down and talk and just say kind of like hey man this is what i'm feeling. Right. This is what um Right. this is what i'm going on. Cuz i'll tell you man like you said you know you you come home and you tell your kid i want to take a bath. Man, for me sometimes bath goes great. Tonight, right. i got i'm yelling at my kid five times, right. get in the shower, get in the shower, get in the shower and i'm feeling bad about it. The other kid starts crying, so now i got to throw him in the bathtub and he's crying the whole time about it. Uh because he doesn't want to take a bath. He wants right. to take a shower with his bubble, but he's not listening to me. And daddy's on a timetable. So now I get him, ba- I get him bathed, to get him out and I do one little thing and he starts laughing at me. And I'm right. like, you little, right. really? It's perfect, man. Dude. And it's, it's perfect. But at the same time, it's like, God, the, yeah. the anxiety of it. The
1: things I dislike in, in my kids' attitudes are the things I dislike about myself. And that's a hard True. thing to look at. Right. Yeah. Um, like, like I said earlier with the meals, man, if the meal wasn't right, I load up in my truck and go buy whatever I want. If my boy doesn't want to eat what's on the table and he's two years old, he'll look right at me and go and toss the plate off the table, man. And I freak out over little things like that. So I'm working on the patient side. One of the books I'm reading is uh, Parenting is Heart Work. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can go by chapter with, all right, I got a whiny kid. Now what? Well, the next time they come in, you say, hey, if you want to convey the message to me, then you have to use your big girl voice so that I'll understand you. I thought, man, that sounds silly. I did it. My kid stops whining. and goes, blah, 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 blah. Okay, great. We're getting somewhere, right? So that communication piece for me, I also feel like that is the only job I have on this planet is to make sure that I raise my kids in a way that they're proud of themselves and not looking for my approval. So I don't say, Hey, I'm proud of you. I go, Hey, are you proud of yourself? How'd you do today? Great. We do um, you know, we, talk to, w-
0: we do highs and lows. Awesome. What's your, what's your high today? What's your low today?
1: We do something similar. Um, did anything make you feel great today? Did anything make you feel sad today? Um, is there anything that you need to tell us? And then now, after school violence and all that jazz, we say, do you know of anyone in your school or in your class that seems sad? Oh, well, Susie. Well, why? Well, her mom passed away. She ate a bunch of pills or whatever. This is my six-year-old talking. God. Like. And And some of it is being... Uh uh, some of it is selfish because I also know that when these occurrences do happen out there in the wild, they never target their friends. Yeah. So I want my kids to befriend the people yeah. who are having issues and, and help them if yeah. they can. Right.
0: I always tell my boy when I drop them off, like be a good, be a good kid right. and be a friend.
1: We do words of affirmation in the morning, every morning. Yeah. I say, what's your name? Brielle Ray Garcia. I'm smart. I'm funny. I'm brave. I'm confident. I'm a good girl. And then they get to add what they want. All right. And what, and I'm curious and sometimes I'm serious. Great. And I want them to be proud of who they are because I feel like some of my, um, inner bullshit comes from my father, maybe not saying that he was proud or, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. I want, I want to be as successful as possible so that it gets back to him and he hears how great I'm doing. why do I care? What somebody else thinks about what I'm doing, right? So you got to break that piece. I don't want my kids to grow up wondering if I'm proud. I want them to be proud of who they've become. And you can – we have a family member who's got a daughter that is hippie and wild and doing silly stuff. And the son is a doctor, right? Raised the same way, everything's the same, same household. At the end of the day, does it matter? Yes, it matters how you raise these children. Are they good kids? Absolutely. And they're going to choose the path they want. And if they're proud of who they've become, you should be proud. Yeah. Instead of expecting them to do the things you couldn't achieve in your own life, right? Yeah. My dad forced me to play football forever, crab crawling, banana boats, yada, yada, yada. Because he didn't play football, man, I'm Mm. not in for that, right? And I don't want to do that to my children either. If you start something, you got to finish it. it. But if you don't like it, we'll get out. Yeah, it's not a problem. But go the go the whole season. You have to go the distance. We don't quit around here. I love it, man. I'm trying to get my my two year old son, who loves fast things, right? Zoom, zoom, whatever. I want him to really be intrigued by space and attempt at least to become an astronaut. But that's my goal.
0: Yeah, right. It's what I wanted to do. Right, but like I want my oldest to be a seal. Absolutely, (laughs) right. Because I see him and I'm like. The qualities that of all the books that I've read, because I have I have devoured a ton of books about by Navy SEALs and the culture and everything. I was like, right. these kids got it. In fact, I, I checked the mail today and then it was a letter from the school, and I'm like, yeah. uh oh. So I open it up and it's like, we're proud to let you know that your son is. Uh, we feel he should be in the talented and gifted program. Awesome. And, like, and my mother in law said that uh, he said the other day he was bored with school, and I'm like, that's I, why I see this. Right. I know this. This me was too. this yeah. was me.
1: Right. I talk all the time. I, I I'm always in trouble. I'm bored as shit. Yeah.
0: I didn't, I wasn't in tag. Tag was for the like really like nerdy kids. It, right. It's Like when we were in school, tag was like the nerdy kids who were like, I do math and everything. It wasn't recognized that you got this kid that's in trouble, but this kid is getting in trouble. But that guy's smart. Right. He's got something. You need to bring that out. Right. And nowadays, the culture we have and these millennials, that's what's happening. The kid's a troublemaker, and he drops out of school, and next thing you know, he's a multimillionaire.
1: Right, bitcoining or Bitcoin Bitcoining or, yeah. or
0: designing a shirt or mm-hmm. putting content out and producing stuff. Or the kid, he always is on his phone because he's filming things, and he's making these movies, and he's putting them on YouTube. And it's like, oh, my God, because this, this distraction that they're always on can be a very powerful tool, too. Absolutely. You can do so much with
1: it. I've got a a 19-year-old girl that works for me, and uh, she said, hey, I'm thinking about investing. Do you invest? I said, I do. She goes, what do you invest in? I said, myself. I like to manage the things I can control, and that's part of that narcissistic whatever, but I don't want to hand my money to somebody else and leave it up to chance. I know what I can control, what I can do. The money's going with me, and I'm making the right moves. But
0: you gave that girl the right answer that that before nobody would have ever – and because of the journey you're going on, right. that's the right answer. What do you invest in? I invest in myself. I invest in knowledge. Right. Somebody might have told, her, "Oh, go talk to this investor guy. He's the guy." you – And that guy might have right. been a creep and taken money from her and done whatever, and you know, put her in. A I remember when I was learning about insurance, whole life versus term life, and I wanted to. I called up and I got term life for me and my wife because everything I read told me that whole life was bad, and anybody that tried to convince me that whole life was better, when I'd ask like three questions they couldn't answer it right. they give me the same bullshit and i'd be like no right and i went to buy a term like well you need some whole? T- no i don't well you're really- i just want term and either you're gonna sell this to me or we're gonna right hang up yeah so investing in yourself is great that's the biggest thing you can do right uh but you- i feel
1: bad because i'm go ahead
0: are you in a mastermind group or anything like that no no we should start one
1: we should do a think tank I'm two points below Mensa level. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the books I'm reading, right? No, How to really? Increase Your IQ, because you can only take the test like one time. Oh, damn. And every time I do the pre-test, I'm like two points below like the 170 line. Why do I care for a card in your wallet, right, yeah. that proves you're a nerd? Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. It probably boils all the way down to, here's the here's therapist piece. have you know? yeah, my dad. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, your son's a genius, right? Yeah, that's right. But so I'm worried so, about this girl because – I never believe in a future decision being based on the time you've put into something. If you're in your seventh year of medical school and you realize you hate it, get, get out. out. Get out. So she's doing these things that her parents wanted to do, um, go to a certain college, get a certain degree, get a certain job. And I don't think she cares about it, man. And I'm like, dude, roll out. Yeah. Get out. I don't have a degree. so I'm not knocking them, but... Come I got a political science degree.
0: Ten four.
2: One of other guys man. I work
1: with. Guess what he has?
0: Political science degree. Right, right. Oh, I mean, What do we do? Okay. Yeah. I talk. Right. So it, it's yeah that.
1: But being proud of yourself, so, yeah. I, I think, is a, a big piece. And then again, if this isn't right, get out now.
0: Yeah. You've got so much time. Uh, like Gary Vaynerchuk, he always says, Who's that? what it,
1: I have no clue, bro. You gotta school me to the game here.
0: Oh, you don't know Gary V? G.V. No, I don't. Gary V. So Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, he was a horrible student. His family owned a uh, wine store. This was the time when YouTube was coming out, so he started making videos. Wine Library. Nice. And he started educating people on wines, and he started selling. And now he runs Vayner Media. He is a multi-millionaire. Good for him. I mean, like, but he puts out content every day. Right. Uh, you'd love him.
1: Uh, I'd love to check it out. I'm
0: a wine guy, too, man. I mean, I'm, Me, too. I love... Have you been to Hawk
1: Winery here? Yeah, I've been to Hawk. Haven't been yet. Uh, you know. <sighs> There's a, a part of me that is... When I say a part of me, all of me is 100% Texan. And I uh-huh. believe that everything we do is right. But... Another piece has to exist to say, look, the climate is right in California. It is the perfect conditions for grapes. It's why it's absolutely. And so, a twenty-five dollar bottle from Hawk versus a fourteen-dollar bottle from Sonoma County in California. Mm-hmm. Sonoma's got it all day, yeah. man. I'm not going to knock what Texas is doing because they're making headway and leaps and yeah. bounds, and it's great. I like Fredericksburg, the wine country. We yeah, do all that. Spicewood, yeah, man, Spicewood's great. Luke and Bach, we're members with Grape Creek and uh, Perdinalis Winery, and we do all yeah. that jazz. But the wine from California is leaps and bounds. Great the wine from Italy, absolutely, amazing. Yeah, Spain, so, Argentina. We went yeah. to go shoot doves down there. Holy smokes, man! It's different. <sighs> it's phenomenal. Yeah. So. And, Go ahead. Back to Gary Vee.
0: Mm. One of the things he says, like, all these young people are, like, trying to be YouTube millionaires and all this mm-hmm. stuff. They ask him, like, well, you know, what do you think would be – your what's your best advice for me? And he always says, how old are you? I'm 18. I'm 19. I'm 20. He says, you have time. Mm-hmm. What I wouldn't give to be, like, 19. I would love to go back at 19 That's right now rub, and start doing it. Because I, I am one of these guys who are a – I've had the misspent youth, and I, but I've was partied it? My, It brought you here. It brought... Oh, I I wouldn't trade for where I... I would love the knowledge and experience. I would love to go back and have that time to be a little more productive. But, you know, I traveled. I had fun. I didn't miss the party. I, I did those. But, you know, one of the things about it now is that I'm home with my family. Right. I'm trying to do things to build up now, and I'm doing them, and... Colonel Sanders wasn't a millionaire until he was uh, seventy something. So, how many uh, times
1: did Edison work on the light bulb, right, to get it right? What do you say? (laughs) I
0: didn't fail twenty eight thousand times. I found twenty eight thousand ways it didn't work. It's exactly right. But it's personal balance. So actually, about the mastermind. Yeah. So like,
1: Oh, God, is 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 just a think tank.
0: Well, it's a group of guys will like get together. And so four years ago, I'm on the internet and I come across this thing called the the Good Dad Project guy's running his name's larry hagner and he's like saying oh we have these mastermind groups
1: i'm like what the hell is a mastermind right so i think i've seen that movie it's a pixar film (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know why kids movies came out every three weeks i know now it's because you watch them (laughs) over and and over over,
0: and over and so uh i I just shoot him a mess i'm like hey man i'm interested in this mastermind what is it you know, it's, I'm curious. So he calls me and him and I talk and he's like, all right, this is what you do. Every week we meet and we have about 30 minutes of just going over general things. And then we dive in and we do like a man in the middle. So like you'd be the man in the middle. All right. What are you working on? What do you want to work on? What do you want to do? Right. And then everybody holds them accountable. And it's like, then they start focusing, like, all right, guys, we're going to focus on your finances. Guys, we're going to focus on your health. Guys, sure. we're going to focus on your intentionality time with your family. And that, like, started me down this road of uh, betterment as a man. Right. You know, being better for my wife. Because my wife and I, had one time, you know, we we weren't getting along. Me too, and it, You know, it was like, are we going to get a divorce? And it's like, right. Uh, no, I'm Catholic. We don't do that. Right, 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 right. We sleep in separate bedrooms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For the kids. Yeah. yeah right. For what other
1: people think. Yeah. Right.
0: And so, like, I started on this, and I, and I was like, you know, and told Kel, I was like, Kel, I think that's something I need to do. And you know, instead of instead of trying to do it for doing something for other people. You can't pour from an empty cup. So I was like, look, I feel like this is something I need to do for myself to be better for y'all. And I did it, and I enjoyed it, and I loved it. And I got to meet some cool guys, and we talked about things. And it's kind of like one of those safe spaces for guys to talk about, you know, where it's like, you know, I'm telling guys stuff about, you know. Yeah, vasectomies,
1: divorce. uh, Oh, yeah.
0: Like, one of the things is like, why are you here? Well, I'm here because at one point my wife was like, you're not listening to me. You're not doing this thing. Yeah. It's not that we were, I was like running around. I was home every night. I wasn't doing anything bad, but I just, I wasn't at my best
1: Yeah. I get that you got to water a, the garden, man. If yeah. you want it to grow, yeah, I understand. And that.
0: so we did this, and it was so awesome and good, and and it just brought me down the And It gave me the tools to like right. now, as you see behind me, I've got like I've got books in stacks, and it's all stuff that people have recommended. Uh,
1: if you can understand that every man you meet is better than you in at least one way, and if you can open up to learning that, yeah, then you all get better together. And, and there's people in this men's group, in Marbella, right here, that are very, very successful. That yeah. And if we put our minds together as a group, we can affect change in this world, yeah. literally. We were um, – one of the things about uh, Mayor Turner in Houston is uh, he created this panel for um, school violence. And one of the things that I thought was great is that all the Democratic folks on his side, he asked each one to reach out to – a member on the other side of the aisle and bring them in and get their opinion. So I've got a friend of mine that is, you know, she worked for a, a judge here in town. She worked with Sylvester Turner, um, Leanne, Richard I mean, um, the governor, uh, Richardson and, um, and her Richardson. And I, yeah. So, she, I mean, she's very, very political and we share some similarities. I mean, she's got a hunting ranch where you can shoot access and yada, yada and her own, Folks on her side can't believe she hunts and blah, blah, blah. But she reached out to me and said, look, he's doing this deal. You're a smart guy. You're a conservative. You own a gun store. They want your opinion as well. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really great. And for a minute, I didn't know if my side would do the same thing, right? But I I took this opportunity to do that. But um, I think that when you get both sides – there's such an increase that can happen, and we don't do that anymore. The last six or seven presidential elections, right? We're, we're counting uh, tabs on on paper votes. The co- the country's fifty fifty. Yeah, and you think it's new? Electoral Electoral College is
0: great. The electoral College actually serves a damn good function. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. But that's, could but that's going agreeing. getting in the weeds. But we
1: can't have an opinion anymore, Buster. It's either you're with me or you're not, and that blows my mind. Like I got to be an all the way Trumper. Or nothing. Yeah. Man, my, my vote counted because I'm concerned with the political landscape a little bit. But the social side with the amount of justices that were going to come up in this term was very important to me yeah. to shape the future. And then I dig deeper and I go, why do these judges shape the future for this country? Right. I mean, who cares what they think too, man? I mean, let people well, live. Well, and because they, they don't infringe on me. That's all I care about. These
0: very political cases that come up in front of them, they set the precedent for it. Because judges, right. the, the Supreme Court, it interprets the law. And it shouldn't. It
1: Well, it, it shouldn't make law laws. from the bench, right? But, but it's that's not what it does. Right. But it
0: interprets it to say, with our laws and with our rules, this is what it should right. be. I mean, th- this whole thing now with like the whole abortion case, I'm waiting for somebody to sue and bring that up to the Supreme Court, because right. that, that can happen. right? Oh, uh, And that we'll find out from... Time What goes on with that But yeah Yeah I think uh, Man, what's
1: on your mind Buster you got something deep coming up Let's hear it boss I don't know man I'm an open ear I I talk a lot But I can listen at the same time
0: this is going a lot deeper than I thought it would, man. And Go, I'm enjo- man. I'm enjoying yeah, we'll this have to a lot. Well, let's break this into
1: two episodes or something. Oh,
0: it will, dude. Right now we're already at two hours. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's and perfect. This, and this will be a... Uh,
1: it doesn't even feel like 20 minutes.
0: I know. That's that's the other thing. That's great. Like uh, when people ask me, how long are your episodes? I'm like an hour. Like, how can you talk for an hour? I'm like, you don't understand. Like I get a buddy over here and we talk sometimes for yeah. two hours before.
1: Buster, I can't uh, be quiet for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't deer hunt. <laughs> Sitting a blind by myself at 4 a.m quiet for four hours and maybe pull the trigger once mm. dude i'm an exotic guy like where are they there they are we're gonna chase them down in a, in a high rack truck i got All it right. bring the truck yeah. let's go follow absolutely me. that's why i bird hunt right yeah i don't care about feathers but there's 14 guys in a field listening to Texas country, drinking I Lone had, Stars, and
0: shooting 100 had, shells. Dude, I love dove hunting. I had never dove hunted till I moved here. Yeah, you want to hear a funny story? So. That's all I want to hear, Buster. <laughs> <laughs> These funny stories yeah, my entire don't, life. Don't tell me the sad ones. Those suck. Yeah. yeah. So, uh,
1: but life should be about okay. laughter.
0: Yeah, it should. Why That's, not? Why not have
1: a good time? Kids why does should it have to be a bad laugh? time? Why does it? Dude, I don't have one, bro. I've, I know. I can't remember the last bad time. I man, well, maybe a vasectomy. <laughs> Actually, that was a good time, too. Dude. Go ahead. I'm an interrupter. Oh, the vasectomy thing. Mm.
0: That's, that's got to be another time to talk mm-hmm. about that. because it's uh, Yeah, that's it's, an hour for me. No, dude. It's like a year for me right now. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so uh, I moved to Texas, and I'm from Louisiana. I grew yeah. up hunting and fishing. What all part, Moss? Cut off. You ever been to Grand Dollar Fouchon? No sir. Okay. I'm a
1: Calcasieu, uh, LaBerge, okay, Casino kind of so guy. So
0: go to New Orleans and go straight down to you hit water, and that's Cut Off. Okay. Yeah, and I've I've got a bunch of friends in Lake Charles and all Lake Charles. Oh, if, if I wouldn't have been born in Cut Off, I would have been born in Lake Charles. I just feel like my spirit there. My best friends in West Lake. So good for you, man. Yeah. Shout out to Captain Tristan over there. Uh, so <laughs> we're in San Antonio, mm-hmm. and my buddy's like, hey, my father in law just called me. They're going on a dove hunt tomorrow in a Hondo. Do you want to? He's asked if we want to go. I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. He said, all right, go get your license. So I go, I get my license, do everything. And he's, they're like, yeah, make sure you get your license because the game warden show up there. So I get my license and. Doing all, this is where I'm going to chattel on myself But fuck it Who knows oh, I got a hundred yeah. people listening So y'all Look shirtless. if we get
1: married They can't, uh, yeah. they can't <laughs> it's, Convict it's, us of the same marriage.
0: crime right? I'm an ordained minister So I can <laughs> you know, We can handle that The Lebowski that. school <laughs> yeah. yeah So anyway We're we dove hunting We're doing everything Here comes game warden Game warden comes up to me He says uh, Son un- un- unload your gun I'm like alright So I unload it Alright pull out your birds So I pull out the birds Let me see your license Show my license he says Where's your hunter ID card mm. I go it's not 100%. on there? Yeah. yeah. not on there? He goes, no, it's not. I was like, oh, she didn't ask me for it. He's like, well, do you know your number? I was like, shh, not off the top of my head. Well, where's your card? I was like, probably in the movie. Just moved here from Louisiana. Uh, you know, that she didn't ask me for it. I thought it poured it over all mm-hmm. this. You know, he's like, all right, well. Could write you a ticket. I'm like, look, you got to do what you got to do. I understand you're doing your job. Sure. I appreciate you coming out here for this. He's like, all right, just you know, welcome to Texas. I even has had a, like a Louisiana license. I said, look, here's my old Louisiana license. Here's my Texas one now. And he goes, uh, all right. Well, I'm not going to charge you. I'm not going to do that. Cool. And just get it. Cool game. Mm-hmm. I want to get a game warden on in there because I want to talk to them. I know.
1: Like, I know. Uh, I know people who know people that are game wardens. Let's wardens. do it because
0: yeah. I'd I'd love to like. Do that, but anyway. So he goes to my buddy, and then, and, uh, and all of a sudden, like my buddy and his father-in-law like come right over to me, and they're like, "What did he ask you about?" I go, Hunter's Ed. He goes, "Well, what did you? Uh, what did you say about?" I was like, "Oh, my number wasn't on the card." He goes, "Well, wh- where's your Hunter's Zed card?" Mm-hmm. I don't have one.
1: Yeah, you, this trigger, trigger finger, finger boss. <laughs> That's my safety, <laughs> boss. That's
0: right. And I was like, y'all. I grew up in like. My dad gave me a four ten and said, Go play in the woods. Yeah. Here's a twenty two. Go come back later. Yeah. So have you
1: have you heard of Project Appleseed?
0: No. So
1: Project Appleseed is a group of guys that uh teach kids how to shoot with a Ruger ten twenty-two and uh in it's a two-day class, you camp out at some ranch somewhere, you uh, you learn to do the I think it's called an AQT, um shooting course, right? Targets Accuracy, are, qualifying. Yeah, right. Target. And the targets are three by four uh-huh. at 25 yards to simulate a, a bigger target at 100 yards. But they tell you about... Um, 1775 and the day the first shot was fired and the revolutionary war Mm -hmm. and the, the generals that didn't like one another that, you know, gave them biscuits full of weevils and, you know, they're walking with wool jackets through a swamp, you know, in Massachusetts. And so you learn about the entire history of 1775 and 1776 and how we became a nation and how these group of farmers, you know, used guerrilla warfare to fight the biggest army on the planet. Right. And and three percenters. You know, did that, and uh, at the end of it all, y- you really have a better understanding of how to operate your rifle, how to shoot effectively. Mm-hmm. They they blindfold you, and you put five rounds in a playing card, and you can do it with just, you know, managing your breath and knocking it out. Yeah. But the first thing he told us, this is where it comes in, is he says, all right, pull out your license. All right, what's it say? Texas. Everybody here thinks that means you can shoot. You can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's exactly right, man.
0: Yeah. So, but I did get my Hunter's Ed card because like two weeks later it came out like you can do it online and Mm -hmm. I'm like, great. I did it online because I was old. It's like, if you're older than this, you can do it online. You don't have to go. Grandfather. Yeah. I'm grandfather. That's what we are these days. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When's
1: the first time you felt old, Buster? Oh man. Really felt old. Uh. Oh Man, it's
0: it'd have to be probably whenever I had kids. Oh, really? And you, you know when it is when I woke up hungover. Yeah, and the kid was crying.
1: Oh man!
0: And that just it's time to parent yeah. up. And then I and then I started like hurting and all that and and yeah, I'm I'm old. I'm, we're both yeah, thirty eight. I just yeah. turned. When's your birthday?
1: February eleventh, just passed. When's yours? Don't you lie to me.
0: Twenty first.
1: Wow. Ten four bucks. We're gonna have to do something. We
0: got a collab. On Absolutely, yeah. I love it, man. This is this is getting creepy. Like, <laughs> did we just become friends. What's your
1: grandpa? Yeah. What's your grandpa's name?
0: Richard, <laughs> Philip, and Renee.
1: Yeah, mine's more on the uh, Andres. <laughs> Roberto
0: <laughs> We're close enough. though. Boss. Caballero mm-hmm. Garcia. That's Caballero Garcia. Yeah, yeah, man. Sounds
1: like a clothing line. It CNG CNG clothing. I'm interested, yeah. man. I know so Spe- I, I went to uh, a buddy's house. A when, did, Rick- when did you feel old I'm, this is it. I'm uh, my best friend in high school, and and we just reconnected after about 15 years. Randy Palmer, good guy man, great guy. His father owned a construction company, and uh, it was very hard for me to keep up with him in high school because they had money. I mean, they yeah. could do anything anytime. We're going to Concan this and that, and I'm working my ass off to get enough money to go with these guys, right That's when I learned to cook. Is hey, you guys are going hunting, nobody's cooking, oh. I know how to cook, throw me in the truck, right? Yeah. That's why I'm a dipping, chewing, you know, mm-hmm. Texican. But uh, we're watching the NFL draft and we've all graduated, and uh, he looks over at me and he goes, Man, every one of these guys is younger than us. And that's when it kind of hit me that these are the people that I've always looked mm-hmm. up to in these drafts. And I'm now older, right? I'm their senior. That's the first time. The second time was when I got out of bed and I felt a pain in my knee that I've never <laughs> felt in my life, son. I mean, whew, that got me down, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, I occasionally will pull my back doing something here or there, and yeah. uh, it uh, it sends me to the chiropractor. I need to go to the chiropractor. Yeah. Who do you go to? Uh, Dr. Lance. I do, too. Yeah. Jen Lance. She's yeah. here, right? She lives in the hood.
1: Yeah. And don't is- ask her about me. We, uh, we had a cartwheel competition at my house and I messed up my back you know all the girls are doing cartwheels we're all drinking it's yeah. 2 in the morning and I said man I'll do one this ain't shit and I really hurt myself so I go see Jen and she goes what happened I said you know what <laughs> yeah. happened Jen yeah. you know what happened we got down last mm-hmm. night I mm-hmm. threw my back out whatever my wife goes and sees her the next day and tells her the truth, and shit, I haven't gone back since. <laughs> Go
0: back, man, because it's probably Yeah, a she's while. great, man. She's oh, great. Dude, she always clears me up. I haven't met her
1: husband. He's a construction guy, too, and we talk about him all the time, but I, have yet to ah,
0: meet I haven't met him. him, too. They yeah. live on the... I usually run into her when I'm making a lap on a golf cart. We might yeah. do that after this.
1: Man, yeah. I, I almost brought the cart over here yeah. tonight, but I had to move a vehicle to get it out, and I said,
0: yeah. Eh. Nah. I got mine right there. I think I got to move a couple of strollers.
1: I'm in, man. We'll go uh, light something on fire, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go shoot some Nutri. With the 50? (laughs) (laughs) Go wake some folks up. (laughs) There's a way to eliminate the nuisance in a sneaky way, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, I always think, man, I should – I'm not going to post anything. I'm just going to take it upon myself to get out there this is kinda
0: of one of those times where it's yeah. like I'm not gonna post that. Right. I'm gonna well, get the up. I told up. my neighbor on the side. It's like all we gotta do is go get on his platform up above and just get the lights yeah. and get the uh get
1: the pelicans yeah. and Dude, I have them. I have night vision, I have suppressed twenty twos. Mm. Yeah. I mean <clears throat> there's yeah, a place there's for Nutra, <laughs> <laughs> and it's called the oven. In the magna light. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly, yeah. man. Yeah. Mm.
0: Well, dude, we've uh two hours on this. I think that's a pretty good time. We're gonna I'm gonna split it into two, and we're gonna do that. We're gonna go on a golf cart right around the hood. Let's do it, man. All right, uh, AJ, man, thanks for coming. I think we're gonna uh, w- for look, look for a uh, Kevlar Garcia, Garcia CNG, <laughs> yeah, whatever C&G name we NG come up with uh, yeah. for the shirts will be dropping soon. Right.
1: Um,
0: as again, man, thanks for coming on and doing this. I've enjoyed this. It's thanks for having fun. me, man. Uh, thanks for the the, the single mall. And the awesome cup, purple and gold. I'm a Mardi Gras fool, man. That's what that's what our thing is. We've Let's got to start it. a Mardi Gras crew. I'm down. And all the right. think tank. Yeah. Absolutely. And definitely. So as always, everybody, uh, once again, uh, you've tuned into the Good Old Boy podcast. I really appreciate the support, the listening, all the uh, the people who have been coming on lately, the reviews, anything you can do, I appreciate it. Uh subscribe to us, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube. Now we're starting to put these uh, videos up. So, cool. uh, as always, man, he's got phenomenal
1: cool. guests. Yeah, so, I mean get, the guests are getting so
0: much better. Uh, <laughs> Not as, to discount
1: the first guest. <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: Jonathan Randolph. He, he was he was okay.
1: He don't mind, yeah.
0: yeah. He he's actually fun. So, but anyway, as always, y'all uh, appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Share this. Subscribe. Tell your friends. And as always, say hi to your mom and him for me.
1: <laughs> Michael Berry push. <laughs> Man, that was a lot of fun, man. We were just bullshitting and recording.